Hello and welcome to Infamous, the audio podcast. This is Brandon, or Mutilus, on Discord. This is Parker, go by one who parks on Discord. This is Jeremy. I still go by just Jeremy on Discord. This is Aaron. I go by Treffenwood. Uh, I have some good news for you guys. Uh, apparently, going by our Discord handles is working because somebody actually contacted me on Discord just because I say Brandon or Mutilus on Discord. So it's it's working, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, quick announcements. Uh, Parker, good job showing up today. You're down to 1,718 probationary episodes. Uh, news to follow. Uh, yeah, buddy. Next up, uh, we have... Uh, I recorded the uh, Sooner versus Pat TTS Cuts game on uh, at Adepticon and is posted on YouTube now. You can go check that out on our channel, Infamous MCP. Um, it's up there as well as a lot of battle reports. I have about 30 battle reports going up from Adepticon this week, so keep an eye out for those. Um, if you are local to the Kansas City area or close enough to it that you don't mind driving, on April 8th we are having a three-person team tournament. Uh, there's still one team slot left, and we can possibly expand it if there's more interest. So uh, contact me. I will actually post, um, let's see, I'm trying to think of where I should post this. I'll post the Longshanks link in our Discord. So if you want to get into the event, either contact me or message the Facebook page or you know, contact me on Discord, whatever, and I'll get you into the tournament. Um, I think that's it for announcements. Uh, Parker, what's next? News. Hey, news, 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 news. So, news had a big drought last week, of course, because Adepticon was coming up. So, at Adepticon, I want to thank Jeremy. Actually, I I love that you were like a reporter on the ground. You with with the hot with the hot news as it was as it was rolling in. Um. I would not have I'm annoyed. Done. What was amazing about that, that I loved is my first thought was, wow, this is actually awesome. I would not have done this, even though that's, this is like my job of the podcast. I would never have, <laughs> I would never have taken pictures of everything. I would have just stared like open mouth the whole time taking mental notes, but I wouldn't have, uh, maybe I would have taken physical notes. Like the text, I was but, live but, streaming it in the discord. I know. <clears throat> so um, and he gets credit for taking pictures. Yeah, he does take pictures. It was cool for Discord. Um, awesome. Well, for those of us who couldn't like watch a live stream because what we were doing and whatever it was, it was it was cool. That being said, we know that the, some new models are coming to the game. They'll be coming with characters um, and also some set pieces and terrain coming with a few of them. So we're just going to run through some of the uh, models that we know are coming in. Um, are, do you want to just list them all off now and then we can talk about our favorite? Um, yeah. Okay. So we know. Ultron 2.0 is coming. Uh, he has bots with him, so he's going to have a grunt, some of his Ultron bots. Cosmic Ghost Rider, that's uh, the Punisher, uh, only uh, having Reborn as the Ghost Rider and then given the power Cosmic. Um, M'Baku and Claw are going to come together. As far as we know, they're coming together. They're uh, shown together. They are. Uh, Black Panther and Killmonger 2.0 are coming with the terrain set. What's the name of the, the those sets that they? I just can't remember the so name. Of them. Rivals three. Rivals, yeah. So it's the rivals, the new rivals with Black Panther and Killmonger, which is great choice. Good rivals. They're going to get an update. Um, Bishop and Nightcrawler are likely going to come together in the same box. They're pictured together here. 
Iceman. They are. And... They, it was part of the announcement. They said they're coming together. Oh, okay, cool. Iceman and Shadowcat coming together. Um, and then Shadow King and da, 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 Professor X is going to be in the game. So those, those are the spoilers where we talk about them first, I guess. Would you like to know my prediction um, for which one you're not excited about, Brandon? Oh, I, there's no prediction. <laughs> I, it's very obvious. I've said before. Like, yeah, this is, it's not. Uh, actually, how about this? Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna probably gonna get hate for this. Uh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> I uh, would rather have not gotten most of these in mm-hmm. exchange for basically anything else. <laughs> Uh, I don't dislike the characters. I don't like what I expect they will do in the game, which is why I don't like them as releases. Now, that said, obviously, if they come out and they're really interesting and cool, great. It's good for the game. I just don't like non-combatants as part of the game because they tend to have frustrating rules and are hard to balance. But the model I'm most excited for is probably Ultron 2. It's close between him and uh, Bishop. Yeah, I have I have this secret desire that he's going to come with his own affiliation, Ultron 2. I don't think he will, but I have the secret desire that he will. If it's another Cabal model, that'd be fine. Uh, but I, I would love for him to have his a cool affiliation. There was a lot of people talking about how they should split up Cabal at this point, because there's not really a Cabal affiliation, and they should actually make it the Cabal from Marvel Comics, mm-hmm. which is not what it is currently. Right. It's just generic bad guys. Right. Uh, so I, at this point, I think it's fleshed out enough. I think that would be a good call. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought about the one that surprised me the most uh, was Cosmic Ghost Rider. I did not think they were going to dip that far into Ghost Rider lore to pluck out that one. I, I even expected like the Wild West one first before this one. I know Cosmic Ghost Rider is a big fan favorite. People like him a lot. But he does not have a lot of you know panel time. Um, so... Yeah, I actually It's I, definitely the cool factor, right? Oh, he's he's super cool. Yeah. Like the Punisher was Punisher dies, goes to Valhalla, gets approached by Mephisto to become Ghost Rider so he can come back and do more vengeance, but when he gets back, nobody's around anymore. So he just lays on Earth for thousands of years until Galactus comes and needs his help to beat uh Thanos who's trying to kill him, and so they like take the fight to Thanos. It's it's like so it's it is it's straight metal right it's just hmm. so i get it but i i'm surprised one more, one more of those just like let's let's go around the corner you know down the lane up another lane over the hill to the next town oh that character that's the one we want not the not the ones yeah. that are right next to us so i know the one you don't like brandon that's obviously um uh nightcrawler however <laughs> i will say there's millions of people cheering that finally their fucking X-Men will be complete. And they can finally stop making X-Men and we can be done with it. It's done. They got a Nightcrawler. Just give it up. Done. Um, He's not at the bottom of the list. He's not even in second place. No? No, no. I know who I know who it is. Did, were you being yeah. serious, Jeremy? I Yeah, I thought you didn't like Nightcrawler. I love Nightcrawler as a character. Yeah, but, but I in don't... the game. I didn't think... I don't know that he would be that valuable in the game because he, was he going to do that, you know magic doesn't do and if he comes out and he does more than magic well that doesn't make any sense because she's just strictly far more powerful than he is and so like i don't know what he's supposed to it's just a weird design space Mm -hmm. because there's two mutants that have the exact same mutant power but she's also like a source of supreme of fucking the hell dimension like how is those two things supposed to make sense Mm -hmm. he's a pacifist sure (laughs) sure okay fine he's a pacifist swashbuckler 
Let's be yeah. Yeah. very clear. He's got swords. Swords. And a swash buckle. <laughs> er. Now, now I'm curious. Aaron, who do you think is the one Brandon was not excited <laughs> to see? <laughs> it's, uh, we talked about it in the car. He's got a Charles Oh, okay. Wait, really? He doesn't yeah. like bald guys. Oh, yeah. no, I thought it was 100% another Black Panther, because you just don't like the lore, and you're just not a oh, fan of Black Panther. Oh, no, wow, we were completely on different pages. Wow, no, I, look at this. You're the, I don't the only care one that you do Black is... Panther exists in the game. Okay. It makes sense that he exists in the game, because he's, he, he's a stupid character. Right, that's what I thought. It's just like you would be interested in because you don't oh, like no. him as a character. You don't like his character. No, he's definitely in like the top half of releases. Okay. I get, do I just need to rank them? Like <laughs> This is awesome. Right. People don't understand <laughs> me at all. People, Brandon, you're whole time. you're a puzzle wrapped in in, in a Rubik's. Cube. But before we get to that, Aaron, what is your favorite model? My favorite model is Shadow King. Uh, again, fair, fair I, choice. I'm not a comics guy, so all I do is I see these pretty uh, pieces of plastic in front of me, and I'm like, "Ooh, that one looks shit hot. I want to play that model." The model did look sweet. So. It looks cool. Yes, that's my answer. Jeremy, what was yours? Um, I hadn't said yet. I'm I'm conflicted. Um, you did say Ultron two, which that would be my pick, but I will say Bishop. He was definitely around when I was reading comic books in the nineties. Yeah, and yeah. I drew a shitload of uh, pictures of Bishop because mm-hmm. he has a red kerchief that was pretty cool. Yeah, the big he was my number two, so it was it was basically a toss up between those two. Mm-hmm. Bishop's always and been a badass. Before we move on, I feel like I need to say that I almost picked Bishop because of another great thing is he forced Parker to lose yet another bet. Yep. Bum, bum, bum. So let's take care of that real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Parker bet that Bishop and Shadowcat would come in the same box, as well as Sebastian Shaw and Celine would come in the same box. However, I gave him odds on this one. Ooh. And these odds were definitely in my favor. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, it was a six to one bet in Parker's favor. So he wagered 200 episodes in order to win 1,200, but he lost. And so that's going to put him at 1,918 episodes now. There you go. Good job. I, I mentioned it on the, the, the Ramble, but I'm actually really I'm pleased that I got the same like release. That's, that's cool. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not super bad. I think it, I mean, I think they were always going to come out in the same release, right? Mm-hmm. I think during editing, you need to find uh, the sound of a cash register. And every yeah. time he loses it, ka-shing! You know. <laughs> yeah. A casino <laughs> payout sound. That's where we're missing a uh, we sound do. Yeah, we gotta do the cash register ching noise when he makes like yeah. profit. We'd never when hear he that loses, one, I'm gonna play the Wall Street siren noise, where it's like, everything's crashing. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> Um, I would like. Sorry for the coughs. Jeremy got a sick. Excuse me. Eleven. <clears throat> I'm really. Don't I'm put actually that really on excited. Me, Ricky. I'm really excited for Professor X because I want him to be a two point character, and he has a passive ability <laughs> called Cripple. He does nothing uh, <laughs> a, 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 until you need a Deus Ex Machina to like do anything to the board, and then you know he does one thing in the game. I, that's what I want him to be. I really. W- I think it would be cool if he wasn't like an insane powerhouse, because. In the comics, he's he's not like he breeds minds pretty well, and he can like mess with your neural makeup and stuff. But I mean, he's he's not Jean Grey, right? He doesn't he doesn't. He's like Batman. Sense. He gets blown out of proportion all the time. Yeah. I'd... Anyway, so reversing it, who's your least favorite characters? <laughs> Squirrel Girl. No, not close. 
Well, of the spoiled ones, oh. not of the... Yeah, not of those. Claw? Just because he's dumb and you don't know who he is. Uh, so I, I picture Claw from the movies, and I look at the model and it's like, He's in like some red suit with a like laser gun on his arm. There's <clears throat> well, that... he has the laser gun arm in the movies, but it like opens up from his hand. In the comics, he is so different than the movies, and I'm really sure, glad. Yeah. I'm really glad they interpreted the way they did for the movies. I think making him like a gun runner for vibranium, like an arms dealer for that, was a really great idea. Because making him claw from the comics would have been just silly. Um, it would have been another story like Electro from the crappy Marvel ones where he, he was like, electric eels turn me into electric man. You're like, that's dumb. Mm. That, that's it's Claw is a similar kind of guy. He's made of sound functionally. And so it's it would have just been a dumb, dumb thing. Much better to make him an arms dealer. But they're obviously using the, the comic book Claw here. All right. So, Jeremy, what's your least favorite? Uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider. I have okay. trouble with the original Ghost Rider as well. I don't really like my heroes on vehicles um, mm-hmm. in this game. I think it's just weird. It's just a weird thing. Why wouldn't everyone just get a fucking motorcycle and run around? Like, I, I don't know. They don't have the the skill set. Uh, they just can't driving skills yet. <laughs> they can't turn anything they touch into a flaming motorcycle. Probably. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, I don't be know. Probably answer one. Well, I see cosmic. I see that, and I'm like, that's just like a way less cool Lobo. Like Lobo is awesome. That thing is weird. Uh, okay. Well, we need to move on because this is going to turn into a whole argument. I hate, um, I hate hold on. So much. Real, real quick, Jeremy, I want to see you take your ghost rider. No. Your new cosmic ghost rider and put mm-hmm. him in Xavier's floating wheelchair and put <sighs> Xavier riding. Oh, anyone can do it. Do That's it. badass. See? How could he now, shift? I guess it's the cosmic exciting. one. It doesn't have How could shift, he shift? <laughs> With his mind. <laughs> Parker, what's yours? Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to be a little bit of a cheat. I'm going to say all the mutants. I don't want more mutants. I'm kind of done. Um, I know nope, people. You got to pick one. Uh, the mutants. I, I don't want. Would you? I think somebody. I, I remember who said it already. It's only you know been a couple of minutes, but somebody said they're you know a little upset. That all these guys came out before any other models. That was you, Brandon. Just like like. I didn't ask for any of these guys. The least guys I asked for are the mutants. And I know everybody's like, I got to have my X-Men. They're just, just grinding that dry for the more mutants. And I just don't want more. Two thirds of the mutants are seem extra, right? But the Bishop and Iceman seem fine. Um, They would have been, I think good additions to the game. We got two fire guys running around, adding an ice guy to the mix could have been cool. Um, and then Bishop's just a cool model. He could be really interesting in the game. Uh, but Nightcrawler, Shadowcat, and Professor X specifically is like, the whole point of this game is that it's a squad-based combat game. And so how does adding a pacifist psyker to that make any sense? And so I understand that he's like, he's the leader of the X-Men. He's a fan favorite. I always thought that he was better represented in the game by with, with tactics cards because mm-hmm. um, he's always helping. How often in the history of the X-Men comics did Professor X take the field and fight four on four? Well, it's, it's always whenever somebody's like cornered <laughs> him, right? It's He's never right. walking out of the door to hurt people. So I why never, is he sure going to a battlefield like, oh man, we really need to go collect these deadly legacy virus cures. And Professor X is like, let me go get one. And he runs <laughs> up to the middle. Like, what are you talking no, about? No, he scoots or gets drugged he's by not, another He's not yeah. running. Yeah. He's not running or and walking so, anywhere. If he comes out and he has any ability to deal damage whatsoever, I will be annoyed. 
Because mm-hmm. it's literally his, like, he's, like, fucking Batman with the no killing, but he's, like, do not do harm. Like, it's, it's like, so over the top. It's, like, he would never fucking attack people. And so maybe he'll come out and it'll be like a two or three point leader that can't deal damage, but has like crazy mind control. And then it's like, good luck balancing that because we've already seen how Shuri works. Yeah, I, I hope he's I hope he is something a la Shuri. Like he doesn't have a I don't even want him to have a Shuri like nuke or anything like nuke, she even has a spinner that can kill right. people. I don't even want him to have that. I would be OK mm-hmm. if he pushes people around, but it's hard to do somehow um, or yeah. it gives some it's difficult. Like that's what I'm hoping. That's what he is. I hope he's a controlly support model. Um, what I hope he is not is like a power battery for X-Men or some shit. Like that's, that's not what I want, but just a better Cyclops. Yeah. Um, I just don't be in super giant 2.0. Yeah. I don't without her first attack, uh, or without the only take one damage. Yeah. I, yeah, I feel like he's got, I, I just don't, I do not mind that there are mutants in the Marvel universe. I'm the great, great majority of my collection behind me is X-Men titles. But one of the reasons why it is, is because almost the entire Marvel title series is saturated by X something, right? There's so many X somethings before you even call it things like Wolverine, right? So there's just so many mutants, so much mutants that it's kind of weird that the game was not called mutants and Marvels. Like that's, if you wanted to just make half the game mutants and half the game marvels, I don't know. I, I guess I want to. I, I don't need more mutants right now. I feel like it's always we get a release of models and then a release of eight mutants and the release of three models and a release of eight mutants and a release of three models and a release of eight mutants. And so, maybe, and but I just want to be fair to AMG real quick because obviously they've got scheduling issues and stuff that they probably have to keep up with and things and like mm-hmm. they're trying to probably line stuff up with Disney in general. And so, like, I'm not going to fault them for releasing mutants. I just don't like these three mutants specifically. I feel like we could have gotten other people that would have been more important. Like, where's, like, why didn't we get X-Factor? Like, dude, like, Shatterstar and Longshot and fucking throw Mojo in there. There could have been some fun releases as we're, like, picture what Nightcrawler and Shadowcat do in a fight. It's, like, run away and phase through solid matter. And you're, like, boy, doesn't that sound really interesting in combat? I just like it's just not interesting to me. So if you're a fan of these characters, I don't hate <clears> you for it. I just I am not like Nightcrawler is a cool character, but I don't know what he's supposed to do in the game that we don't already have access to. And so like Shadow King is basically just um, Cassandra Nova 2.0 in my mind, and Nightcrawler is just Magic 2.0. And so like I don't know why those were an urgent release. Iceman Bishop sound new and exciting, so I'm I'm excited for those. But like I'm more excited for Black Panther than any of those three. Okay. Anyway, we probably beat that to death enough. Um, go check out uh, the keynote. Uh, there's a bunch of people that posted videos of it online. Uh, I'll have it up on the YouTube probably by the weekend. Um, so, you know, cool. Uh, let's run through the actual spoilers real quick. So we know what Squirrel Girl has on her uh, front side and her back side. <laughs> and it actually changes. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Squirrel Girl. Uh, I'm going to do. I am not going to read this. This no, yeah, this you're essay written in this card. We are going to yeah. make this really paraphrase. Broad strokes. Yeah, people have probably already read it, honestly. Yeah, so. and if you've read it, you know you need a good ten, fifteen <laughs> minutes to read it. So you know, maybe do it when you're on the john or something, where you got nice quiet space. Squirrel Girl um, is a four cost character. She has threes across her defenses. Um, she has six health in the front and five health in the back. She's a size two character. She moves medium. 
uh, her attacks um, work like this, called Knuckle Spike Strike. It is a, a gets power for damage. It's range three, five dice, and has wild ambush, which she places within one of uh, the character she targeted. Army of Squirrels is her spender. It costs only two, is six dice at range four. Um, after the attack is resolved, the character who gets hit uh, gets bleed and stun. That's after, not before. And it has a wild push for size three or less. Um, you want to just go straight to the powers? Yeah, just run through it. Okay. Um, so she has something called Tippy Toe Takedown. Uh, Tippy is the name of the little squirrel friend that she has with her. Um, basically, the way it works is uh, she can choose a target character within three of her, spend X power, with X being the amount of threat the character has, and put the Tippy Toe on that character. While Tippy is there, uh, it messes with that model's ability to attack, defend, and dodge. So their crits no longer count, and they cannot explode their crits. Uh, for zero power, she can pull Tippy back to her whenever she's targeted by an attack. When she has the Tippy token on her, she can reroll up to two of her dice when making attack defenses or dodge rolls. Um, every other thing on here actually it makes her more similar to the way Brother Daniel works. If you know the way Brother Daniel works, it's just more rules about what happens when she's dazed yeah. and stuff like that. She's also a wall crawler. The <clears throat> backside changes a little bit because she loses the ability to call Tippy back. So if she's on her backside and Tippy is out, Tippy is just out and it's there for the rest of the game. However, in exchange for the ability to return Tippy, if Tippy the squirrel is still on uh, the squirrel girl card, once she's flipped over, she gains a new passive called Guardian Squirrel. Uh, when she's about to be KO'd by an enemy effect, the Tippy token is removed, she heals one damage, and is placed within two of her current position. Uh, very similar to Last Minute Save, the Tactus card for uh, Lockjaw. So do you want to know what I am most excited about on this card? Give it to us. Apparently no one does. That's the last line of her, of her infinite squirrelessa squirrel squirrelies squirrelies she can speak squirrelies there you go the last line of her squirrelies superpower is it's if she does the save herself thing gets removed from the game no 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 this is the passive on her front i'm gonna read it oh additionally oh yeah they when this character is dazed move the tippy toe token to this character from anywhere (coughs) you want to know why i'm so excited about that line it's not on ask me ask me Say yes, Aaron. I want to hear. Aaron? Yes, oh, yes. Thank Aaron, you. Why? Man, it's such a softball, Brandon. Aaron, why? Because maybe, just maybe, that's the line that they knew they forgot to put on Doctor Voodoo uh, mm-hmm. two and a half years ago, and there might, there might, greater than zero percent chance being a rata to fix his to work the same way as this one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I think they've known that for a while. They just don't want to do anything about it. And not that's not a complaint. I'm just stating my opinion. Uh, I think there's there's a reason they haven't done it yet, and I just don't know what it is. I think they're very opportunistic. Like they they will not change something just because it needs change. They will wait until it aligns with something else. The release right, the of Squirrel time... Girl with the same esque ability and a revised wording sounds to me like a great time to revise Voodoo. If they're ever going to, they're going to do it now. Agreed. Like, obviously, that's the timeline, right? Uh, if they're going to do it, that's going to be on release with this. It'll be snuck in with the affiliation update when they come out. Yep. Just a quick errata to add that line to his card. Um, 
yeah, personally, I would like to see them do more to Voodoo, but it's what it is. Um, so initial thoughts on this model. Um, anybody want to go first? I, I will gladly go first. Okay, do it. You want it? Uh, why the fuck did they do this? <laughs> <laughs> um, the squirrel token's fucking dumb. Uh, way too strong. Uh, if it was just gain effectively hex that you can't shake, that would be really good. Uh, if it was get a reroll, it would still be good. Why is it two rerolls and your crits do absolutely nothing? Well, it's not both. It's one or the other. Right, but it's two rerolls instead of one, and it's your crits don't do anything as opposed to just don't explode. Like, that seems like way too much value for a four-pointer. But you don't get both. You must have one or the other, so you're not getting rerolls. No, I'm saying I'm saying both effects are twice as strong as they should be. That's what I'm saying. Ah. Like, just taking a four-pointer that is a range three attack that has five dice plus two rerolls, like, okay... So she does the offensive power of basically Logan. And then also, after she's done fighting people, she can debuff somebody else that hasn't gone yet. I don't know. Ambush couldn't be bad. You don't You don't get the choice. You have to place. Yeah, but you can reroll your wild. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I think Army of Squirrels is a very strong, strong attack. It only costs two for essentially an eight dice attack because the rerolls. Yeah. That's very strong. And with effectively an eight dice attack, you're triggering the push a lot. Yeah, it's pretty good. I I don't know. She's a four cost character. We have four cost characters that roll six dice with full rerolls, like every turn. Not as a builder. Yeah, you still you gain one, right? That's Captain Marvel, and she's considered to be way behind the <coughs> power curve. Hers costs four power to start going. She doesn't get to do it right away. That's a builder. Well, she well she sure. But this character, I mean, this one doesn't, she's not going to move, right? Uh, unless she attacks somebody. So she doesn't have any, like, action economy. Unless she's attacking, then she has to move, but she has to get the wild to get that action economy. So she's not like Wolverine, where Wolverine's going to be much more aggressive. I She only has six health and threes. Unless she, and if you put the squirrel out, like you said, then she loses all of her defensive stuff. She's just threes and six health. She, fall, she folds now over. But she has the option to pull it back, and if you're attacking mm -hmm. her, she doesn't even really need to, because you losing crits is almost as good as her getting two defensive rerolls. Maybe. Probably or actually you, better, maybe, but statistically. You yeah, but you can roll no crits, so that it doesn't do anything. Sure, but if you roll three blocks, it all, the rerolls don't do anything. Mm -hmm. I don't know. <clears> I think <throat> I I think for four cost, I don't, I don't think she's over the top. I think she's a four cost character. And in fact... I don't know that she's over the top either, but I know that's not going to be fun to play against. She's going to be annoying, for sure. Yeah. Doesn't she just absolutely shit on Malekith if she can get to 7 power? No. Why not? Because that probably means she's died once, so Malekith just kills her. I don't know that it does. She's only got like, 5 health in her backside. Malekith's probably going first, and he probably just nukes her before she can put it on him. Right, so you're not going to let him get her on turn 1. She so just need to keep her alive. Yeah, I mean, he'll have to play defensively to keep his other models away from her. <laughs> and you also have the chance of, like, you know, you go in and fail, and now you're screwed. True, like like yeah. anyone. So I get, in in theory, yes. I think she's actually way better in, like, Domino, because it only costs her three, three to do that. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think the tippy-toe is just a trap. Mm -hmm. So you should just treat her as uh, having two extra dice on all attacks and two extra dice on defense. And then look at her card again and be like, oh, yeah, that's pretty effing great. Right? A 3-7 builder 
and five 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 defenses. I realize that rerolls are not as good as dice, but for argument's sake, um, I, I think that's a pretty strong character. She's kind of like a weird web warrior, right? Yeah, she's. Uh, I was gonna say she's the exact same defenses. Sorry, she's better defenses than Peter Parker one because Peter Parker only rerolls. He doesn't get the mystic rerolls. Ah. Assuming she keeps the token, or the person that is attacking her has the token, and that's and that and there you go. I think that is, you know, the fact that she has slightly better because of the rerolls, cool. But uh, how many times has Peter just fallen over? Like rerolls are, are cool. no, exactly. Like but it's still defense dice, right? Even yeah. if she had printed fives across the board, she'd still just get one shot at sometimes. Like yeah. that's just defense dice. I'm not. Um, I am. Like, if you're taking her because you're like, oh, man, what a powerhouse four. I go, I don't know. I don't see the powerhouse four there. I think the possession effect is really, really strong. Because the tall list is such in meta right now that being able to put that on their big character is extremely punishing. Oh, that would be horrible. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like Hulk slash Malicus slash Magneto slash pick a big guy. It's like Thanos. God, what happens when Thanos gets possessed and then she just runs away and you can't do anything? But again, she's got to get eight power and then run away. So sure, I want to see stuff like that happen in game before I get too worried about it. It's not easy to get to eight, but it's also not hard when you don't have really any other spender effects. Like Army of Squirrels is good, but if you know that she's in the game for that reason, she's going to get there pretty quick. She has a really, really efficient builder attack. So I look at her and my initial play pattern was Hellfire Club on Infinity Formula. Like, in a, in a dream scenario. But regardless, player Infinity Club with no matter the... Or, sorry, Hellfire Club with no matter the cost. And she's going to be putting out two Army of Squirrels on turn two, and reliably one to one and a half every turn after that. Like, I don't care if you're Malekith or you're a three-pointer. Uh, eight dice hurt. I mean, what about just putting her in Cabal with Red Skull? See? There you go. But in, in my mind, I think keeping the token on her to increase her offense, defense, and dodge, and putting out eight dice as many times as you can uh, sounds incredibly strong. I mean, that's, that, those all sound good, but you can also just put X-23 in Shadowlands Daredevil, and it's a better, it's better, because it's the same thing. It's a six dice, it's an eight, it's a functionally ace dice attack if, if you're attacking somebody with a token, and you get to uh, crit, you get to wild pierce and move afterwards, and you're a healing factor two model. That's just better for three points. That's all yeah, I'm saying. Like, this is, I'm a, this is addicted to range is, four, though. Man, that range four is pretty nice. Range four is sick. And also, uh, if, if you're using Shadowland Daredevil, why not use Squirrel Girl in there, too? I'm not arguing that X-23 is not broken. Like, I think <laughs> broken, yeah. That what, model what if, is definitely overtuned. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is not a, this is not a super scary model. Like, if you put it down, like, oh, I'm going to make a really offensive Squirrel Girl, I'll go, cool? Like... I'm congratulations, I guess, but I'm not like I'm not scared of your really offensive squirrel girl over any other model in the game. Is she a bad offensive model? No. Is she like is she scary because you played squirrel girl? No, I don't. She think just so. fucks her offense. She fucks Dom. Her offense annoys like, me. Yeah. Much. I I I hate the token. I think yeah. the token is is dumb and bad for the game. It's just a squirrel. It's just a little tippy. Why are you so mad about tippy? I think she's fine. I like that if you want to, I, I think it's uh, clever on her backside that if you put the squirrel out there, you lose the comeback, you know, the, the guardian squirrel. I like that. 
it just means when our backside you almost don't use the tippy toe which i like that because a decent because one of the things everybody saw as soon as you read the front side of her with the tippy um token you're like okay well as soon as you daze her on her backside she'll definitely throw that token out there because she'll have a ton of power to attack you know put it on anybody in the game she'll have she'll have plenty of power and we're like well if you do that that's it like it's out there and she only has five health and no more rerolls. so a stiff wind by push her over and then that's it you lost your four point model for some crits i maybe may or may not have rolled like that's that's good i like that a lot it incentivizes you to not use the token on other models on her backside. Um, it's I think it's cool. I think I think it's an interesting, useful dimension to the character rather than just make it good all the time, no matter what. Yeah, just yeah, just good all the time, like you said. Good all the <laughs> yeah. time, no matter what. Yeah, I'm just worried she's going to build power way more quickly than people think because she has such an efficient builder attack. No, she could absolutely gain five power turn one. Or, right, or well, I hope I hope you I hope you guys are right and that she doesn't get played. <laughs> oh, she'll get played. I just don't know if she's gonna have the staying power. I also wonder. Uh, this is totally conjecture, but what affiliation does she go in? I don't know. I, I have no idea because she is she's very much like she's a friend of Miles in the she'll comics. Probably be a rogue agent. Yeah, she's not. He doesn't say rogue agent on there. But I wonder if she'll be an unaffiliated character because she she only works with teenagers. I think in the comics, maybe somebody can tell. She's teamed up with everybody once, I'm sure. So maybe, maybe they put her wherever the hell they want. But I don't know. I don't know anything about her, so I, I have no frame of reference. She's a comic relief character, right? It's, it's funny to watch Galactus get beaten by a, a teenage girl, so they do it sometimes. But I don't know. Speaking of comic relief characters, Gwynpool. Um. So uh, Gwyn Gwynpool's. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys knew this, but her full name and written on the card is Gwendolyn Pool. With an E on the end. <laughs> I don't know if anybody knew that. Someone uh, needs a raise. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so uh, if Blackagar Boltagon uh, had a former no, you know, real on the nose name, uh, this is on purpose, I think. Uh, Gwynpool is another four cost character. She has five, uh, four physical defense, three energy, and four mystic. She has six health on the front side. And I don't know if we know exactly what she has on the backside. I think part of her card was chopped off, and I'm not sure what was what part was chopped off. We don't know her, her backside exactly. Yeah, the the injured card is out of frame. Yeah. Um, it looks like she probably has the same powers. Yeah. But that's about all we can see. Mm -hmm. Um, she moves medium in size two. Uh, I I am going the 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 copy I have because she's not been officially spoiled in a transmission. This is also you know pictures of people taking them from the con, and so there's some fuzziness involved. So I'll try to I'll try not to mess this up. She has a uh, physical attack. Looks like range two with five dice. Um, it uh, it's a it's a builder. She gains damage while the she deals, and it has a wild pierce. She has another physical attack that is not a spender. It's range four uh, with four dice. Um, she gains one power for doing so, and she has it has Gwynpool special, which looks like it's on a wild and a. Is that a hit? Man, that's it's crazy. either wild hit or doubled wild. Yeah. But uh, it, if you get it, it applies either bleed, shock, incinerate, or poison. Uh, it's mm -hmm. double wild. Double, double wild. wild. Okay. Um, and then she has her big spender, which is range four, eight dice for four power. It's energy. Um, the game, the target gains incinerate and stun automatically, and wild scorched earth before damage is dealt. Um, everybody within two suffers one, and. Incinerate. Incinerate. So it's splash incinerate. 
It's basically the a nerfed version of the Bob Rocket, but mm-hmm. I like the name of the attack. Yeah. I can't I can't <coughs> read it in this. What is it? This end toward target. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> uh, do we want to talk about powers real fast? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. She has a two power place herself within three of her current position. Uh, she has a uh, modify her own dice. Um, she can spend up to three for every power spent. She modifies a dice on attack or defense. What and like Modoc? Uh, is this for some? No, it's not, it's not from somebody else, right? It's from her. No, but once a turn. It's, yeah, once per turn. Like original Modox rerolls. Original, yeah. yeah. And then she has plot armor, which is my favorite name on this. It's a DR, DR one, but it's plot. Mm-hmm. It's called plot armor, which is perfect. Yep. So, to my knowledge, she's the first uh, a DR model with dice mod built in. I think. Yeah, probably. I th- I think it's interesting that she's just like generic. Uh, premium things that characters want. She moves, she DRs, she modifies dice. She does have a fun collection of things. Yeah. Uh, the thing she doesn't really have is a uh, really good attack. Uh, the Her big attack is a little expensive, and her basic attack is just solid. It is range 2, though, so you have to be up close. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming she's going to be on a medium base. Do we know that? Uh, we've seen her models, but where are they? I mean, a place three on a medium base would be huge. No, I think she's on a small base. That's what it looks like to me, anyway. I believe you are correct. Yeah, she doesn't have the scooter on her model. It's just on the card. That makes sense. She's rocket jumping on the model, which I assume is supposed to be her place effect. She also has a, uh... A friend named Jeffrey, who is a shark dog. Yeah. I'm not sure how that works. It's a land shark. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Aaron. No, I can say one uh, one thing to, to precise what you said. She has a, the equivalent of web swing. She has a caveat that she cannot be holding an objective token when she does it. Ah, mm. thank you. Uh, I'm really hoping she has a Jeffrey effect on the backside. Like an extra attack, like Jeffrey. throw throw Jeffrey. Yeah, maybe she has a <laughs> yeah. spender attack, like get him Jeffrey or yeah. something like that. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at uh, so I have a different view. It, it doesn't show Angle. the bottom two superpowers, but they mm-hmm. had the exact same number of lines. The uh, same number like... of lines, and we can read the title on her place. So she has the place on the back as well. Correct. Uh, it's just the bottom two you can't see on this card. It looks like she is exactly the same, same health and everything. Okay. Yeah. So, Brandon, I, I kind of agree with you. Like, I wrote her card, and I'm like, 2-5 for a 4-threat, meh. 4-4, four, four, gainer. Like, I'd like it as opposed to not having it, but otherwise I'll pass. Yeah, as a free attack, sure. <laughs> and then 4-8-4 four, four for a spender is great if you've got 4 power to spend. The problem is yeah, she heard- loves spending her power, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I like free placing, and I love dice mods. So I look at that, and I'm like, eh, like, uh, leave it at home. But then I'm like, okay, four three four with DR and everything that you guys just said, um, the 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 place and the dice mods. You're like, well, like when you start what, doing the math, she's she's more survival than Sabretooth. Like she screams kingpin, play me, right? Mm-hmm. Like she is like the definition of what you want in a potato. Looking at her um her the wording on her powers, also we can see a small glimpse. It looks like it's the exact same three powers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but we just, the only thing we don't know is what else she has, right, for attacks. But she will probably be the same attacks, but maybe not. Oh, I can read the attacks here. They're the same. 
But you can't you can, can you see your health? Yeah. I see the whole top of the card. Okay. Oh, okay. She's four, well, three, I don't four. have that in my pictures. Okay. I've got a better one then. Uh six health? Yep. Okay. Well that's very chunky then. Yeah. Alright. I'm excited to play Gwenpool, actually. Uh I originally based on everything I'd heard, because I hadn't really sat down and thought about it, uh it sounded like Squirrel Girl was gonna be better. But the more I look at it, I think Gwen might be, end up being better long term. Mm-hmm. Also, I have this feeling that she's going to have some wonderful Texas cards. I hope she yeah. has some wonderful. I hope so. Cards. So, Parker, <coughs> where did she come from? I have no idea about this Gwenpool character. What is that? So, she uh, alternate universe um, comes. Uh, uh, Deadpool met her on an adventure. Um, it's like the, her the way she was introduced. I have not read that Deadpool comic though. I could do some. I could do some digging here, see if I can find out more about Gwen. Yeah, well, she, I, I think it's just supposed to be Gwen Stacy with Deadpool's powers. Well, she wasn't Gwen Stacy, right? Like it's Gwendolyn Poole, which yeah, is, but it is Gwen it's Stacy. Gwen from another universe yes. who randomly happened to get Deadpool's powers, yeah. and so she's got the fourth wall breaking, the plot armor, the all that stuff piled on top of what should be a, a web warrior. Gotcha. Um, anyway, though, moving out of news, con recap. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, so, which MCP events did you guys play in? So, me and Aaron played in the team tournament on Friday. It was five rounds. Yeah, it yep. was five rounds. Um, <clears throat> we've played in team tournaments before, um, me and you. Um, and it was very much the same. Except for the Big. timer thing, <laughs> there seems to be a standardization of team tournaments now. Um, when it comes to how many points and how to choose your tactics cards and whatnot, but uh, technically, I just want to get this clear for everybody at home: mm-hmm. this was a team up tournament, not a team tournament. There's a the semantic difference is uh, team <clears throat> up tournaments are two v two, and team tournaments are multiple one v one games. So, just so people at home know what we're talking about. <laughs> yep. How did you feel about it, Aaron? Um, so this was only my second year at Adepticon. So taking a step back, um, Brandon knows this more than I do, and he explained it very well. Uh, you get all kinds of people who show up for Adepticon. Like you're people who uh, all they do is a game once a year at Adepticon, and you're sweaty tryhards like me who you know play games all the time. Yeah. Uh, so that was eye-opening because our first uh, round opponents uh, were game store owners, and they were the first variety, the we get our one time a year playing games at Adepticon. So they'd played Marvel eight times between them. Yeah. Uh, so you'd think, hey, Jeremy and I were just going to steamroll them. <laughs> Not so fast. Marvel Crisis doesn't work that way, <laughs> by the way. Sometimes you can just point uh, and click. <laughs> yeah. Fun anecdote, this game was recorded. This was the first uh, table of the first round. Uh, and Aaron and Jeremy get paired against Sentinels. And at which point I'm recording it, and I'm just giddy. Because we open up the game with spoilers, Logan gets one-shotted. By <laughs> and I'm just like, it's gonna happen! <laughs> like, I was like, please let Jeremy lose to Sentinels in an Adepticon tournament on stream. That would be my Christmas. Like, <laughs> uh, It would definitely be poetry if it happened. Yeah. Like, that would be beautiful. It would have been a beautiful 
poetic moment. Um, spoiler alert. Perfect moments don't come around that, that often, so you have to savor them. That wasn't, yeah. It, end of the day, super, super nice um, folks. Um, but they were new, and we were able to find our way around the table and score more points than them in a rapid amount of time because God knows mm. with the fucking timers how soon it was going to end or last. What kind mm. of hellish hellscape were we going to play games in? Um, so anyone who's wondering why Jeremy is upset, uh, Adepticon is an officially AMG sponsored event. So they are using the AMG player packet, which uh, recommends not using chess clocks and using overall round timers. Um, <coughs> some, some people named Jeremy, Brandon and Aaron are not a fan of not using chess clocks. Uh, I believe there's lump, some other people. Do you lump Parker into that group? Okay. Uh, we'll talk about that more later. Um, but anyway. Uh, any fun anecdotes from round one? No, the Logan dying and Modoc on half health at the end of turn one was the, uh, <laughs> oh, the anecdote. Yeah. We were like, oh yeah, shit, I think it's, it's happening. Yeah. Safe to say <laughs> the game started off poorly. Uh, but you guys ended up pulling it out. Uh, I believe it was just barely, but you did. Uh, then round two comes around. How was round two? Very frustrating. <laughs> I'll, 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 uh, so first of all, the opponents were amazing. Uh, they started the game off with uh, the question of if we wanted to take shots with them before or after the game. Uh, we chose after to either toast our victory or defeat, one of the two. Uh, but they brought the liquor and offered us marble shot glasses, mm-hmm. uh, which they brought for all their opponents. So so super great, nice people. Yep. Um, but now we get we have to talk about the round timers a little bit because they were also relatively new. Um, they seemed like they knew what they were doing from a gameplay standpoint, like they weren't new to gaming, but newish to marble. So. Uh, they like they're playing webs. Like, okay, let's activate this character. Well, n- l- let me read their card now and see what this character can do. So their individual activations would take a while, uh, which is fine, except they're playing webs. So they're going to go up on us pretty early, at victory points. Uh, and we finished around with about maybe three to five minutes left and started the next one. And had that that round taken those three to five minutes longer, they would have won the game because the, the 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 round would have ended right then. Sorry, the game would have ended. Um, this was a game that I think we kind of had in the bag the whole time. But, you know, sometimes attritionalists just need to kind of give up that early scenario uh, advantage. Uh, and then they, they grind it back. And then you, you, you enter a commanding position round three or four or five uh, where, you know, you, you've got enough people dead that it's, it, it's going to go your way. So this is one of those games. Um, I really would have been upset to lose on clock in a commanding position. Um, that's, that's my synopsis. What about you, Jeremy? Um, I'll add that I believe they're a husband and wife duo. Um, yes, they, uh, messaged me in Facebook today and was asking about the video because it is, um, recorded. Let them know, Hey, we'll get it done. We get it done. Um, uh, should be soon. So <clears throat> if it, some evil bastard hadn't got me sick, it would be up right now. Probably. Um, it was very nerve wracking. Like, to know we were in a, a commanding lead, but to be eking forward towards this clock timer that mm. we couldn't look down and even see where we were at on it. We could just tell that it was getting, you know, <laughs> sun's getting low. Like, we, we could tell it was happening, and we were right on the edge of turning it over. Man, that was just frustrating, and I would have not been happy. Like, that game was in the bag, uh, and it just... It didn't. It wouldn't have made a fruition. Like we almost didn't get to turn what four, because yeah. I think we turned it over on four, maybe yeah, five. I think so. I think it was. But four. 
But yeah, I mean, once we started turning it over, it was all like where we wanted it to be at the beginning. Um, and in a competitive environment, man, that's tough. That, that's tough to kind of like have a different set of rules kind of imposed that didn't fit what you've normally done. It was weird. All right. Well, apparently you guys want to talk about clocks now. So let's talk about clocks now. <laughs> well, this was the game that impacted it the most. So Yes. Right. Um, I actually don't even know that that's true, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> my game. Um, my game that impacted it the most. I had your yeah, game. I had one that was legit. <laughs> all right. So the just for the differences, just devil's advocate. Obviously, we're all on the side of chess clocks, but I understand that that's not the unanimous opinion. So the rules AMG uses, I think, are the best way that you can do round timers uh it is supposed to be a secret round timer that is adjusted plus or minus five minutes every round so you can't time it and when time is called you finish the active round and then do scoring and so the issues with this are um either player can take any amount of time they want effectively to do things within the to's um subjective opinion of what stalling could be and so if you call a judge like hey my opponent's playing slow it's up to you and the judge to figure out if they are playing slow or not but keep in mind that if you do call a judge and they get to the table they're looking at one second of the game state and not anything else so it's hard to make an official call on that um but the the problems are let's say you called time and one turn one player is like this is the last activation of the game and so you've already activated all of your models. I have one, maybe two activations left because I have more models than you. All I need to do is create a game state in which I go up one point and I win the game. I do that with the knowledge there's not another round. So I don't need to worry about, you know, game state of walking up to Malekith with, like, my other model that's about to die or standing within death range of people. All I need to do is score one more point than you. Uh-huh. And so that's not really a fair game state because you made your decisions thinking there was going to be another round and I didn't. And so that's that's my opinion. Another uh, problem is what happens when you call time in the power phase of another turn. And so then you might have upwards of another hour or so that that game is going to keep going past the official round timer. So let's say you had a two hour round timer, which they did for this tournament. And you that actually table, happened. You, yeah, no, there were several rounds throughout the weekend where someone got time called in the power phase because, you know, it's just random. And there was a lot of games. We had huge tournaments. Uh, so someone's going to be early in the tournament. It happens. And then you have to play the entire round. But it's not just play another round. It's play another round. And this is the last round. So you know that no matter what, the final score of this turn is going to play so much importance in who wins the game, you know. Now everyone's going to take the extra time to make sure they don't make any mistakes. That's going to cost them the game. And so they actually play slower once the timer is over. (coughs) But the biggest problem, and honestly, the only problem, in my opinion, with timed rounds, is that there's no restriction on which player takes most time. I've been on the bad side of slow playing multiple times. um, And not just like playing against opponents that are not as fast as me. That's not what slow playing is. Slow playing is intentionally playing slower than you can to gain an advantage. And it's not accidental. It's not due to inexperience. It is specifically done intentionally to take advantage of the timing rules. It's, it's happened to me multiple times in different games, and it is a super unfun experience. If it's never happened to you, you're lucky. It's the worst. Because you're sitting there watching somebody basically just stare at you and not do anything. And if you try and call a judge... 
they will only play at a regular pace until the judge walks away. And then they'll go back to slow playing. And it's your word against theirs, what's going on. It's it's just absolutely terrible. Luckily, a lot of players don't do this. It's a fairly rare thing. It's generally done by complete dirtbags. So, at least there's that. Being that there is a solution to that problem, I think that's the frustrating part, is that we were not using the solution to that problem. Right. So, chess clocks fix all of the problems that um, time rounds have, in my opinion. Because you don't have the crazy differences in round length because t- games will go past the official timer. You don't have... Well, there is a way. I'll talk about that in a second. It makes it fair because each player gets a set amount of time that you get to use. Um, yeah, So and it, it completely stops slow playing. Um, the, the downside of chess clocks are, A, they're expensive. You have to buy a electronic device for every single table, which is one per two players. That's not nothing, and that's not easy. Um, one other downside is it um, can be somewhat intimidating to new players um, that have never played on chess clock before. Now, that being said, I have rarely, if ever, encountered somebody who's played a couple games on a chess clock and not liked it more than the other way. It's usually just a barred entry psychology thing. They're just afraid to try it because they feel like it's going to put this undue pressure on them. It actually, once they play a couple games, they're like, oh... This is better because I don't feel like I'm being a bad person. I like I want to take a moment to think about this. Your opponent's like, "Well, we're on a clock. You need to pick." It gets rid of that contentiousness because it's like I have my time. You have your time. I'm gonna spend my time how I want. You can spend your time how you want. Yeah, I li- I like that a lot. Um, but yeah, those are pretty much the the only downsides. Is that there's the the first couple times you play on chess clock, you feel hurried, and then there's the money investment. Now, with all uh, that said, the folks yeah. that we played did not do any of that. <laughs> that was not yeah. that was not really the problem. Mm. That was, the that problem was... is just that with no visual timing, and like I I know that several times they did make announcements for the round time, but in the first couple of rounds of the team tournament, they didn't announce when the round timer started, and so people are playing like they're just playing at the local game shops because a lot of them only play at the local game shops most of the time. And so they're you know, like they're chatting, they're talking about each other's models, talking about their paint jobs, looking at the terrain, <laughs> taking long times to make decisions, not in a hurry to get set up. Like there was games that got that actually started the first activation 20 or 30 minutes after the round timer started. And the round timer started 10 minutes after they announced pairings. And so there's just no urgency to get started. And so they're basically starting 30 minutes late, which means they have less time to play the game and they're playing slower than everybody else. Uh, so that that's one of the issues. I think um, if you're going to do a round timers, you have to be really on top of people on announcing, like, yeah, guys, round is starting. You have five minutes, like, to get to your table. Like, all right, timer's going. You have two hours to play. And then every 30 minutes, you, you got to get them feeling like there's urgency. <clears throat> they did a much better job this year than they did last year. I will definitely say that. Yeah, it sounded like it. I mean, there wasn't too many people that were affected by it in a way where people mm-hmm. were having a fit which I think a lot of people were prepared to have a fit. Like it was kind of a, in the air, like it was a tension, I felt. Um, and so anyway. So I didn't get the ticket, which so I don't really have an opinion. But I didn't buy a ticket because I it was not chess clock, so it didn't really matter. So the folks we played, um, that was uh, Stephanie and Brendan, just for a shout yeah. out. Because they, they said they'll check us out watch the video and all that stuff um so uh ready for round three yep 
round three. That was Team Beardface. Yeah. This was <laughs> With, our, uh, my most fun game of MCP the whole weekend. Yeah? Oh, yeah? What did they play? Do you remember? It was... Yeah, it, it says, was Magneto. Was it? Yeah, this was Magneto Malekith on, I think, like, Researcher Gamma. This really? was where we lined up and we laid haymakers into each other the entire game. It's all oh, game, yeah, all yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I remember it now. Yes, that so was we're great. playing it. We were like, plus... they don't, they didn't take uh, magnetic refraction. That's why they did not win. Yeah, <laughs> that was the single reason they did not win that game. We're playing at plus four threat, so there's a lot of models on the board, and they had like Mags, Jugs, Ulick, Mystique, and some other uh, Rhino, um, bunch of beefy boys, and they just threw them all at us. Um, and by the end of the game, there were three models left alive. Like, it was nothing but my eight dice, your eight dice, my eight dice. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, strategy involved back and forth, but um, it was a really good game. Kind of came down to the wire at the end. Um, but, yeah, I really enjoyed that game. Nice. That was fun. This is, I think, the only game you guys played off camera on the team tournament. Great. Really? Did we play the next one? Yeah, the next one was on stream versus Norbert. Yep, that was Norbert and Gil. I thought we Those two we sweet talk- gentlemen. <laughs> we weren't going to talk about this one. Yeah, no. this one. I don't really remember so this one. I blacked I, out, woke up. I decide up. we should, yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is the one where we did not uh, like the um, our blue the mission. Terrain. And the terrain. Yep. Oh. Uh, the size five that could not be destroyed <laughs> in the center of the table, which uh, hid their characters. Um, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Aaron. You You could probably describe this better than me. Being that you uh, play the in... same shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're the, you play this. Uh, so they played uh, Steve Vengers with Hulk. And uh, this just reiterates the point that if Hulk gets to go last on Gamma or Researcher, you're probably in for a really bad time. Uh, and we were on the receiving end of that bad time. And he compounded that with Heimdall porting Hulk up turn one. So uh, we took a relatively tall team with uh, Malekith and Modok. Uh, we're... Anyway, I won't go through a bat rep, but uh, we made a bunch of poor choices from squad uh, construction to execution of poor squad, <laughs> and ended up getting their asses handed to us. Nice. Yeah, and again, there was a giant head in the middle of the table, and I'm a very visual person. Like, once you, you know, I'll look at the cards for a second, but I tend to play the game with what's in front of me and what I can see. And if there's a model hidden, I will, like, blink, and it doesn't exist anymore until it surprises me with some shit it does. Uh, Heimdall is the, not the model you want to do that with. I completely (laughs) blanked out and Heimdall's like ported shit and did things like almost every turn whilst hiding behind a giant head. And that's 100% my fault. Um, just so people understand this was with the, um, arcade boards that were at Adepticon. It's like a giant pinball table that uh, had one very large piece of terrain. So, yeah, but we did get beat handily, like pushed around, thrown, pushed off things like they just controlled the board with Steve and, you know, it was Avengers. So you've got Steve and Iron Man and Hulk. So they did those things, you know, they they definitely got us. I mean, we had an out. We played to it. We dark rained Hulk and left them on one at the end of the turn. We sure did. So <laughs> we could have just did that. Those it dice was, go it was a right little there. bit better. Hulk's yeah. gone. Mal's still alive. And I think we ought to win the game at that point. Um, yeah, we were right there. Well, people at home, you can watch this game and yeah. decide for yourself. <clears throat> no, the odds were not. Hashtag YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> not in our favor to kill Hulk, but I think we had to. Tell us if we're wrong. 
Yeah, Phil told us uh, afterwards that he didn't know why we went after Hulk kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean. Because we were down 9-2 to two on scenario? <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, like some t- desperate times, def- desperate measures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, two sweet guys to play. Like, if you've ever played those two, had any, any sort of, like, time to talk to them, them guys, like, they're just two great guys. So, props to them. Uh, yeah. So, game five, the last one. Um we played Upstanding Citizens with uh, Jeff and David, and this was the game where I found out who I actually am. <laughs> Everything that's wrong society. with this game. Oh, yeah, I remember <laughs> that. Now. I was like, what are you talking Oh, yeah. Um, Jeremy, is it fair to say that you are perpetuating everything wrong with Marvel Crisis Protocol? Absolutely, 100%. Good. Me too. If, if there's a flag, I carry it. If there's something for me to sign, I understand, I it. like... Like being frustrated with stuff, and like clearly he was. He doesn't like the tall play style, mm-hmm. uh, and he doesn't like Malekith, and so I, I get it. But he uh, he was deep in that ham crate, like he was he Man. was all in on toxic. Like he's like oh he's like yeah uh, he he thought he was worried that like Malekith was gonna ruin the game. He's like I think Malekith is still a bit overtuned even after the nerf, and probably needs to be adjusted a bit more. But I don't think it's like that big of a deal. Like he's good, but like he can be dealt with now. When you couldn't re-roll against him and he was charging every turn, yep, that was a different conversation. I agree. I think it, people just assumed you don't have to answer him anymore and they stopped trying. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this was from someone who was playing, to me, one of the most egregious leaderships, which is uh, uh, Kingpin. So I'm, I, I was like, yeah. well, your leadership's broken. You know, like, but it's not a tit for tat. He was very frustrated. Mm-hmm. Apparently he had played, you know, something similar recently and it just it's it i don't know you can you can take games and say i'm gonna learn something from this or you know last time i didn't do so good i'm gonna do better this time or you can just kind of throw in the towel and be like this is the dumbest shit ever um and that's yeah once you give up trying to be innovative to fix the problem like like clearly he likes to play like spider foes slash criminals Mm -hmm. and malekith is cancer for those two play styles so I get it. Like, if you don't want to change and you just want to play the things you like, it is a frustrating situation. Yeah. Like, I was there in War Machine for a while with Kador, and it's like, well, I just I just can't beat the two best affiliations, so I guess I should sell my army and go play something else. Like, I can I definitely get the the mindset. It's not fun. And I mean, we played. It was it was Gamma and Research, so <coughs> it really was going to be very. It was difficult. as bad. As it was be. Yeah, that that one was pretty nasty. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that was the team tournament. Yep, we went 4-1, and it was a blast. I love team tournament. I I love that. I love the format. I love the ability to kind of lean on your partner when you need them and, you know, kind of nod ideas off each other. And it's like, what do you think? What do you Let's go for it. You know, fuck it. Let's go. It's fun. My favorite part of the team tournament is is speaking in riddles. Where your 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 partner's like, all right, so do you have a plan? You go, oh, I have a plan, and they're like, okay, <laughs> and you just kind of like, I hope he's not going off the deep end, like right here, and he just like, I start doing crazy shit. You're like, oh god, no. Well, we discussed it afterwards. Uh, at least I've discussed it with uh, with you, Brandon. Um, just the fact that me and Aaron play differently, and it's interesting in that. Like your you you play almost the other side of the board, and that you have patience and you'll wait to kind of spring things. And I am the trap. Like 
I, yeah. I, I'm going to go. Like, you were having to hold me back almost every single game, like one more turn longer than I wanted to. I'm like, let me get him, boss. And you're like, hold on, <laughs> just move this here and just wait a second. And I'm like, but if he hits me, he could do damage. <laughs> it wasn't even like relative. I, I yeah. just don't. I, it's just very different to be on the other side of it. Yeah. No, very learned. I mean, Jeremy yeah. likes to play Rock'em Sock'em Robots, and yes. Aaron likes to play chess. <laughs> Whatever. He's trying to play Two Blood equally Bowl. equally respected games. He's trying to play Blood Bowl with uh, Marvel Crisis miniatures. It's bullshit. Yeah. Uh, how many touchdowns did you score, Jeremy? 73. Mm-hmm. Wrong. All right. Okay. Incorrect. Uh, just for the record, and we didn't know, Aaron and Jeremy took down third place in the team tournament. Good Ooh. job, you guys. Does anybody yeah. know what the count was? Like how many teams there were? 32. Uh, 32. 32. Nice. Top 10%. Hell yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Aaron, that was the... You played one more game of Marvel, right? I did. The uh, The next nice. night, I played a, a casual pickup game with Colin from Muse. Uh, nice. Shield into his uh, Cabal Red Skull. And uh, I just showed him how broken and bullshit Shield can be. So... Uh yeah, I just want to say that this was this was personal. <laughs> Colin Uh-oh. and Nigel keep shit talking us Uh-oh. behind our backs, and I never say anything but good stuff about those guys. So this is the beef. The beef has been started. You ready for this? They made fun of me for saying that uh hammers is a bad scenario and nobody should play it. And then and then old lady karma just fucking stepped foot at Adepticon and just laid down the law and was like uh, Brandon's gonna play Nigel on Hammers, and then and then just you can watch the video to see how that went. Hmm. Yeah. It was uh, it was Hammer time. <laughs> that <laughs> went about as fucking sideways as I've ever seen a game go on Hammers. Nigel refused to admit after the game it was the fault of Hammers though, and I tried to I tried to force him to admit it, and he wouldn't. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't know what it is about Hammers that people look at it and they go, "When my models have an extra hammer, they're so good." And I go, "But." Your models won't have the hammers when you play. Yeah, against why us. are you assuming <laughs> your models get the hammers? Yeah, uh, I was talking. Uh, to some, let's see. I was talking to my okay. teammate actually about this just last night. I was. He was like, "Should I play hammers at the for the team tournament?" I go, "Can all of your models move away after they attack?" He goes, "None of mine can." I go, "Then don't play hammers. You're just going to lose." <laughs> no, I, I'm not. I, I know we speak in a lot of hyperbole, and mm-hmm. it's not always correct to not play hammers. Right. But you need to be very careful with it. Have it, a plan. Think of it, yeah, it's it's like a glass dagger. You don't just go stabbing people with it like it's going to break and it's going to backfire real hard. Mm-hmm. And so you just got to be very cautious of when it's a good idea and when it's a bad idea. Um, and if it wasn't for grunt characters, I wouldn't feel so bad because at least you, you'd have the argument of, I just want to fight people. And you're like, okay, well, people will fight you if the hammers are in play. You just might not have a good time doing it. Mm-hmm. As, but with the the grunt characters, you can also just get outscored on it. It's super, like, punishing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, so just anecdotes for my game. Uh, Logan made one attack. Um, Cable made three attacks. Oh. Uh, X-23 made three attacks. Honey Badger made zero attacks. And... What's the new girl? Psylocke, she made two attacks. Ooh. Uh, his last model was days when the game ended. Man, oh man. It was brutal. Don't make fun of me, Colin. <laughs> anyway, I had a great time hanging out with the Muse guys, though. It was super fun. I have something in the works for a um, an attempt at a Muse, Muse rivalry that uh, we might announce in the near future. We'll see. Ooh. Hopefully, hopefully they're down for mm. it. Actually, two separate things. 
Is one of them betting half of Parker's episodes? Three separate things. <laughs> <laughs> I wish people at home could see the eye rolls. I don't understand why people think they can bet with my episode. It doesn't make any I sense. Don't, I don't know why you think they can't. Did you read the bylaws? There are no bylaws. <laughs> There I are was, I was here. Don't quote the old them. magic to me, which I was here when it was written. <laughs> <laughs> but you weren't. You were gone. We wrote them while you were gone. That's yeah. the whole point of the episodes. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, Jeremy, you played in another tournament, right? Yep. Show did. So I, I played uh, in the, what is it called? Champions or whatever. Contest, contest of contest champions, of and by contest of champions, champions, they mean small kiddie pool of casual, friendly games that <laughs> don't use timers. All right, go ahead. Yikes! That's just my biggest problem with the whole thing. It's like they they label the tournament contest of champions. It's the largest tournament of Marvel players ever, and yet they're using com- casual rule sets to govern them. It's just annoying. I just want it to be what it is. Like just let it be what it's meant to be. All right. Hmm. Um, yeah, so there was four games. Um, the only thing really of note is, number one, uh, I played the first round against uh, Jacob Deaton, um, who is friends with Mike from Danger Room, and they play all the time. Uh, if there's an anti-Balakith list, let me tell you what it is right now. Uh, Deaton's list. It, it is Deaton's <laughs> list, and play <laughs> Sam Avengers, and lose priority, and have to play Superpower Scoundrels. Uh, it was honestly just me stomping about the board with big guys going, uh, you score five, I score two, you score six, I score three. Like it was one of those. I I just couldn't keep up. Um, he had so many fast moving models and every time I would try and do something, I'd bounce, uh, the first, uh, volley of the game. I went into bill, uh, with Malekith and did no damage and then did no damage again. Uh, unlucky or whatever, call it whatever. It didn't really matter, honestly. Uh, he still would have beat me on points, even if I had killed Bill on turn two. It wouldn't have really changed much. Um, so, yeah, I lost the first game, so the rest of it I was kind of like, well, let's see how I can fare. Um, I generally do X1 in most tournaments, so let's see. Real uh, quick, um, yeah. do you think any part of that was karma for what you did to Jeff? Um, I mean, I was... Yeah, I mean, I was werewolf cursed. I was given a banshee. Okay. Um, Good. Yeah. So. I yeah. want you to acknowledge that. I took I took a shellacking on that one. Um, then I played a web warriors team. Um, Ryan won that game. Um, I'm not good at battle reports. You're not getting them. Um, no, that's fine. Then I played round three. I played Michael. Round four, I played Brad. Um, and I ended up in the very first time of Marvel Crisis Protocol, I got myself a goddamn tie. And uh, this was in round three? Round three, yes, I believe. Okay. Ooh, now now I have to know how this happened. I want to know. Uh, I tell you what, I why don't you comments. guess? <laughs> why don't you guess how you get a tie in Marvel Crisis fucking Protocol? Um, uh, to my knowledge, there's only one way other than what happened to you. I actually don't know. I don't even know the tie rules in Marvel Crisis Protocol. I've never had. There's, it do, it's Keep not even. Mind, that, they're that, playing at Adepticon. Adepticon. What oh, are they playing at Adepticon. Oh, you're playing at Adepticon. That's how you tie. The end. 
So God damn it. You are so bad at this. No, I know. So, uh, because you ran out of time and you had the same points as my guess? Correct. Yes. Yeah. The round timer ended and they didn't have chess clocks, so it went to a tie. That's what we I'm saying. You're playing it. an Adepticon. Yeah. You're playing you're playing Correct. you're playing yeah. goofy rules. You're playing bumper bowl, so you can tie. I don't know if I'd go that far. But yeah, the the because they weren't using chess clocks, they're using round timers and they happen to be tied on the round that it ended, the game ended. Um now, the interesting part. Jeremy was not the only table that tied in a 128-person tournament. Who would have guessed? Crazy, right? Now, the actual interesting part, since Jeremy's finished talking about his games, is um, two games actually drew on undefeated tables. Yikes. Jesus Christ. (laughs) So, keep in mind that the tournament format at 128 is you play four rounds and cut to top eight. Can I tell you what? Players 9 and 10 also did not have on their records a loss, Mm. which meant two undefeated players were knocked out of the tournament because they had draws, and two players with draws were not knocked out of the tournament. Oof, that is bad. That, yeah, it sounds not great when you think about it, right? Yeah, I didn't think about that one. Um... Yeah, my my draw, I felt okay with it, because had we gone one more turn or two that were actually left... Because I was trying to kill his models and it was Kingpin. Uh, I had finally gotten over the top of it. Everybody was um, injured or dead. So it was over. Like I was getting ready to just scoop in all the points and win the game. And because we couldn't play another round, it was just over. And it didn't matter. It didn't matter that I'm only playing three models. I was taking turns super fast. It didn't matter. Um, We just, it was a draw. High five. But yeah, I I had already lost the game, so I didn't worry about that whole concept of like, wait, I'm not in, and I drew, because that's a lot to handle. Man, you guys are really piling up the evidence for why I'm going to spend my my tokens on not Adepticon next year. I'm not excited about playing that. That would make, that would, that I mean, would drive me crazy. I had I amazing think, games. I think a lot of people had a people. really good time. Yeah. It, it, the thing is, if you want a game that's guaranteed not to get fucked over on time, don't go to Adepticon. However, if you want good games, and most likely you're going to be just fine with the timer, go to Adepticon. Most likely. I do want to point out, I just want to make sure we're not drifting too far here. Uh, we're not trying to bash on Adepticon, uh, but specifically, it's not even their decision. No. It's an AMG decision. Yeah. Yes. And so this is an AMG issue, not an Adepticon issue. I just want to make that clear. Lots of Adepticon tournaments use chess clocks because it is the best way to do it. Uh, I, um, I, yes, let me let me amend that. I will say, I yeah. you're making a really good you know piece of if I know AMG is coming and they're going to make it an official AMG event for me to go. Okay, well I better want other things here besides the big show because I would get right. very frustrated by the big show if AMG is coming. Mm-hmm. Like if I was player nine, I would have been absolutely furious. Yeah, uh, I don't even know what I would have said. Um, as as a person who actually should have played in a finals game at a competitive war machine tournament and everyone looked over and goes we are already wrapping up and putting shit away um yeah. it's pretty heartbreaking at the time those kind of things suck balls um yeah. but as and you're a, like mr three o drop so i've pulled about anything i'm old as fuck <laughs> mm-hmm. i pulled all kinds of crazy shit but as as a convention goes adepticon's on my top three has i mean it's fucking amazing that was a super fun time. The terrain, phenomenal. We had special mats made, like on camera. Mm-hmm. That the um the pinball mat is phenomenal looking. 
Like it looks so cool, <laughs> but to play on it kind of sucks. You're um, so bitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So like for example, my experience at Epticon, I had a really good time, and I didn't. I only played one game all weekend. Um, and everybody, kept, I kept, kept asking me, he's like, oh, how are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm doing good. And they're like, no, but like, what's your record? He's like, oh, I'm not playing. I'm just recording games. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, don't be sorry. I came to have a good time. Yeah. Like, I knew I wasn't going to play when I got here. I came to Adepticon anyway. I've come to Adepticon multiple years and not played a single game. Like, it's just a good time. Mm-hmm. I think it's people... It's a good vacation experience. People have to decide what they want to get from a con. And I've always told people this mm-hmm. over the years. And decide what you're going to get from the con and get that. Don't mm-hmm. don't try and do someone else's con. You know, like if you're, yeah. <laughs> your friends are doing a million games and you're not that guy, don't be that guy. You know, go yeah. check other shit out. Do other things, you know. It's fine. I've had friends that go just to paint models at the convention because they like the camaraderie. I mm-hmm. know people that go and just play board games with people they don't know. Like, there's all kinds of stuff. Now, I'll I'll be hitting Adepticon every year until I'm old and gray, or I'm already there. But it, it's a it's a good one. Yeah. Can we talk about the uh, the alien from space that was delivered on Earth to destroy everyone no, at not, MCP? Not yet. No. Not yet. Okay. We got one more thing we have to talk about. Okay. What's up? Jeremy, I need you to read the place and name of every person ahead of you in the tournament. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> no, you have to. I'm, I won't. Is it just because it would take so long? Is yes. that why? Yep. It's fine. Uh, I feel like we have to tell the people at home, Jeremy got 28th place. You motherfucker. <laughs> Out of 128, though, so it sounds better when you say it like that. That's true. It's not too bad. Good job, Jeremy. You got top quarter? Top fifth, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. You only lost one game, though. That's good. Dude, both tournaments, I lost a game. That's okay. That's where I place, man. That's where I land. I, I can do that if there's five people. I'll Talking about the community, <laughs> uh, I'm going to try and be as you know bandwagony as possible right here. Talking about the turnout, um, it was almost a 50-50 split of super casual people that had only played a handful of games and people that were there to like be tournament players. And so there was every type of player at the event. And so maybe that's a function of, you know, the AMG rules packet. And maybe it's just because it's Adepticon. It's hard to say. I feel like a lot of people would have signed up regardless what the rules were, Uh um, assuming there was space. I think they could have easily broke 200 if they didn't cap it. Uh, And I think next year we'll have a higher cap on the events. Uh, There was a huge turnout for AMG in general. Uh, Star Wars Armada, Star Wars Legion. Star Wars X-Wing, and um, Marvel Crisis Protocol filled up a hall the size of the 40k hall. And so AMG, I think the majority of the weekend, had more players playing than the 40k hall, which is impressive. Good for them. That's awesome. I don't know what they're going to do next year with Shatterpoint coming out and the game's growing. Um, I don't know how they're going to have space. I don't know what's going to go on. Maybe they'll take down their giant booth of nothing. (laughs) <laughs> those giant areas they blocked off for a house well they were talking they might up it to 256 really yeah like Ooh, that's be awesome. doubling the size that'd be crazy that'd be can you imagine having i mean i don't know how many rounds it is but it seems like it would be like five rounds on saturday five rounds on sunday or something i mean it's just one no, more it's, one, it's just one more round it's just one, oh doubles. to bring it down yeah 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 okay so that's eight eight although i i would actually like them to do top 16 and so add two rounds. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, Although there would be 16 undefeated after the same amount of rounds. So. Did you guys. Maybe even do top two, top 32, maybe. 
Did you guys recognize any of the creative team? Was anybody there? Like, do you re- like, was Dallas uh, there? All yeah. of them. Dallas, Bagani, Schick. <laughs> um, I saw Oz there. Uh, he's not doesn't work for that company, but I saw Oz. I miss Dallas. I I used. Dallas Every con I ever cool. went with Dallas there. I always made a point to. Dallas uh, disqualified my painting entry. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Oh, I'm sure he did. Because it was a non AMG kit bash yeah. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but no, it was good seeing Dallas. Good seeing Will. Good seeing Schick. Um, talked with Celeste. Um, I talked with one of their people that worked on Shatterpoint. Um, yeah, there's a lot of cool people there. Cool. And they're all super chill. Like, they were fun to hang out and talk with. Yeah, I. Every time I've ever had an interaction with Dallas, he treated me like I'm like uh, I must be a cousin that we met in a, in a you know uh, a wedding once and we had a great mm-hmm. time. That right, like that's the way he always treats me. Incredibly, he treats sincere. everybody like a friend. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's very, really nice, very sincere person. I really enjoyed his company. Okay, um, you wanted to talk about something? Me, the the creature that is uh, Jeremy. Yeah, Pat. Yeah, the destroyer Pat. of all things. Uh, I have one MTV. thing to say about Pat. Yeah? He's a super nice guy. That guy is actually super sweet. He sounds like a nice guy. He's a super nice guy. At least every interaction I had with him was very friendly and nice and felt like he was a very genuine person. He will happily beat you any day you like. <laughs> uh, did you guys watch that game that you recorded? Did you watch all that? Which one? Um, either of them. The one you recorded or the final I game. recorded 36 games. Dude, you got to be more specific. We were talking about Pat, so it would be a Pat game. Pat played a lot of games. I'll just stop. I don't know which game you're talking about. I recorded like six games with Pat. Talking about the Pat versus Sooner or then the Pat final. The TTS game? Yeah. Okay, I did not watch TTS game. I watched about 10 minutes of the actual game and then maybe five minutes of the recording. Gotcha. Is, is there something you would like to know about it? Well, the final game of the entire thing, I know you didn't record that, right? That was Correct. recorded by... Professional I, I, Casual. I Network. couldn't find that actually being recorded. I was looking for that. It was streamed, so I don't. I think it's on their like Twitch or something. I don't know how their, their setup is. Yeah, anyway. I, I just kind of wanted to see how they set up and how that actually went. I know that the big, the big news was the going into Thanos and Thanos uh, recalling. Oh, that was the finals game. Yes. Okay. Uh, Yeah, the finals game, I heard, I didn't watch a single second of, I just heard through the grapevine what had happened. And uh, apparently at one point, uh, Pat's opponent charged Thanos with Malekith and did nine damage on the charge. And then Pat played recal and the the attack ended up doing zero, which was very sad for the Malekith, obviously. The, I mean, I was going to say on their, on their podcast, Across the Bifrost, he was actually a week earlier discussing how Recalibration Matrix has been added to his list. He's been using it for a while, and here's the reasons why. And it was just like crazy that it was used in that way to be such a a rock star card at the moment. Oh, yeah. No, you could tell because I see a lot of people use Malkit to counter Thanos, but it's because the Thanos players don't plan for the matchup. And he clearly had planned extensively for the Malekith matchup because he had Beta Ray Bill and Recal and Escort and Fallback. Like, there was almost no chance Mal was going to run one round Thanos. And he's got to deal with Thanos and Beta Ray Bill beating the shit out of him every round. No, yeah, he, I think he, he had that matchup won in, in like, matchup, basically, because I don't think 
Malkith had any game into that Guardians list. Yeah, and then, I mean, hell, uh, what's-his-face just cakes him in status effects, right, with uh, mm-hmm. his rapid-fire gun, or whatever that is. Star-Lord. Uh, Star-Lord. Full auto. Yeah, full auto. You just get caked in those. When you get a bunch of them you on can. Malekith, it's like, oh my god, he just gets buried. So anyway, I just wanted to check that out. Um, I'm sure it's going to be some sort of, like, documentary-style breakdown somewhere at some point. Yeah, maybe. So the way they do it is they they sh- they record the game from overhead, and then they talk over what's happening. Uh, so the the breakdown you get is from the two commentators, mm-hmm. and then uh, they have a gopher that kind of like his name's Taylor, I think, and he goes between the the players and the the commentators. It helps them get the information they need as it's happening in the mm-hmm. game. Um, but yeah, they have a really cool setup. I wouldn't mind seeing. Um seeing us use those lapel mic things it would be very nice like just to know what people are talking about because <clears throat> i mean uh, i'll that's... send you my my cash app and you can just hit me for those no uh, uh what yeah no i don't understand you you no number one i can't use them i don't know what's going on with those things it's magic yeah so it's a wizard did it well i've been i've been looking into them so i now know how that works yeah I have lapel mics, but they're like old wired mm-hmm. ones, which are like you, you have to like fucking tie like a hangsman's noose to fucking put them on, and then and then you're like tethered to the camera. So if somebody steps too far to the left, it like pulls the whole fucking tripod down. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's it's a whole thing. I've been trying to look into wireless ones. We'll see how it goes. But you know, camera exp- shit is expensive. So oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it's not like I'm just honestly at this point I'm looking at getting um memory cards i'm like can i swing this like can i buy new memory cards because i was like while i was downloading all the data off the memory cards i had for adepticon um (coughs) excuse me a lot of them are starting to get corrupted because they're older and uh they're slow write speeds and so like i'll have to try to transfer the data from the card to my computer like six or seven times Mm. it's a huge mess so yeah a lot of it is just like i need new equipment but you know it's pricey and it's the whole thing I also need to hire a small minimum wage person to run the cameras while I'm playing. Run the cameras, run the uh, on-scene reporting. That'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about how you think this game is going. He seems real mad. <laughs> uh, we're 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 gonna have rage streams where it's just me interviewing a guy that's super upset about how his game just <laughs> went. <laughs> it's just gonna be the fucking yep. spiciest comments. Just look around and find them. Mm. All right, um, I think that's pretty much all the official things that happened at Adepticon. Um, anybody have anything else they want to add? Uh, I found out where Gwynpool comes from, and it is wildly, wildly not what we thought it was. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's like your opinion. Uh, so, as it turns out, Gwynpool is from a universe that may or may not be actually our universe. It's never really confirmed, but in her universe that she comes from, uh Marvel superheroes are superheroes. They're from comic books and movies and television. And there are no superpowers in her universe. Uh, Through means that we don't know, they never say it in the comic, she finds a way into Earth 616, where all the characters that she knows about exist. But because she knows that all these things in this universe are part of a, you know, a a plot, an ever-evolving plot written by writers, her powers are really just the ability to understand she's in a comic book. And so some of the things she does are like she can mess with 
like uh, word bubbles, and she can like jump through panels from one panel to the other to to effectively teleport. But the way that's represented in the in, the, in this world is that she literally just teleports from one place to the other and they don't understand no one understands how she's doing her powers <laughs> um, it's because it's because she has actual knowledge of the fact that she is in a comic book world and so she just manipulates the fact that she is in a comic book um, and that's how she gets you know gets by with all these things the reason why she's called Gwynpool is when she got to the comic book universe she's like well I'm going to be a superhero she goes to Big Ronnie's custom battle spandex <laughs> Which is like this, <laughs> this, this store, and asked the, her them to make a comic, you know, a, a, a suit for her, and they read her name that she wrote down on the request, Gwynpool, and they just thought, oh, like Deadpool, I guess, and so they just named her Gwynpool, and so that's why they call her Gwynpool is because it was a misreading of her name that she put on the, on the order form for her costume, and that's why he kind of like went with a Deadpool esque like motif, so her name she's not Gwen Stacy, she is Gwynpool from. She's just a teenage girl with blonde hair, and she has she knows she's in a comics universe. So that's that is the one of the parts about the Deadpool reference is that she's very aware of the fourth wall, but she's even yeah. more aware than Deadpool is. Deadpool is aware of the fourth wall, but he doesn't walk across comic panels like she does. Um, hmm. My favorite part of the lore is she got she got really nervous that she was a, a D level hero and that the 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 attrition rate of heroes can be so high that she retconned herself to be a mutant so that she could be resurrected by Krakoa. And so <laughs> she lives on she lives on Krakoa now because she retconned herself to being a mutant and that's where her powers come from. And she tells everyone this this thing she invented of being from another universe. That's just her brain managing the fact that she can mess with reality. It's not actually what happened. She knows <laughs> and so so she lives on Krakoa now in the like the current Marvel universe because it's nice she's, to live there. She's metagaming her yeah. whole life. Yeah, she's metagaming her life because she's like, right. wow, it would suck to be like a regular person when Krakoa exists. So I'm a mutant now. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty cool <laughs> character. I'm not. Uh, this uh, bio has me wanting to read uh, a Gwynpool comic to see if it's see if it's fun. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for that comic corner. Yeah, uh, moving more on. or less. Uh, do you have an actual comic corner you'd like to do? No, that'll that'll be it for today. I'm I'm going to uh, I have a new job uh, and that is to go read Gwynpool comics and I'll come back with come back to us and report. Day. Yeah, and that's going to wrap it for us today. Thank you guys for tuning in. This has been Brandon and Parker and just Jeremy and Aaron, and you've just listened to Tales from the Con. So what are we going to call this thing? Ah, I got it. Okay. Incredible, new, fantastic, astonishing, mighty, original, uncanny, sensational podcast. I'm just going to put down infamous. And we're back. From the con. Whew. Didn't think we were going to make it. I have one really, really important question I need to ask you guys. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, Aaron, how dare you get us sick like that? That was really inconsiderate of you. You son of a bitch. If you clearly knew you were sick and you got in the car with a bunch of people and we're all sitting next to each other. um, For like a nine hour drive. 
and you don't Clearly. say anything. Clearly. That's very, very inconsiderate. Uh, no, I believe it was mentioned something about allergies, possibly. So hold on a second. Time to fuck out. <laughs> okay. Parker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy shows up in my driveway, hacking along, ready to go, though. And I look whoa, at him. He's Jeremy, like, don't I'm worry. Need that, don't worry. I need that $100 that you <laughs> promised me. It's just allergies. And I <laughs> hop asthma. in the front it's a seat. combination. He said specifically a combination Maybe. of allergies and Could asthma. Be. Yeah. I'm not a doctor. And while he takes Mucinex, and I'm like, mm, I'm not a doctor. I don't know if you take medication for allergies that isn't like antihistamines, but okay. <laughs> I was told not to look on him WebMD. That's not that's not official documentation. Um, Colin is not very happy with you, Jeremy. Oh, is he sick too? He's also sick. Weirdly, you know the person that you were near a lot. Hmm. Well. All I have Those to say is Jeremy has take. the first case of contagious asthma I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're so a... apologize if, if we are coughing a bit. So you diary. brought you brought I've made a big crud. mistake. Yeah, he had the con crud. <laughs> and you, but we you did get confirmation. <laughs> and this is where we're gonna get our third blue bar strike and probably get taken off Spotify. But we did get it checked, it was not COVID. Correct. So <clears throat> So it's fine, right? I mean, we live in a country where as long as it's not COVID, who gives a shit, right? Well, yeah, you can just be on a train with TB and nobody cares. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's not COVID. Somebody's got to bring the crud to the con, right? That's true. It doesn't get there by I, itself. Yeah. I'm just stating that in the future, this is my future testimony. Uh-huh, uh-huh. If Jeremy gets pushed down a flight of stairs at a convention, <laughs> I didn't see anything. Uh, you know? Yeah. I There's a lot of allegations deal. today. There's a lot of allegations yeah. today. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't appreciate it. I don't appreciate it. All right. Um, so now we got that out of the way. Mm. Oh, boy. Did you guys have a good time? I had a lot of fun. Yeah. I had an amazing time and also a hellish, nightmarish time at the same time. You were in a fugue state, basically, in between games. Man, that was a tough one. That was a tough con, guys. That was a tough con. Oof. I once had an allergic reaction to shellfish and food poisoning. Mm. And I think that was the only time I've seen somebody in more pain than you while you're trying to play a game. <laughs> I I sucked it up pretty good in between, like, while playing the game. But it was where, like, I was doing my best and then all of a sudden I'd be done with the game. I'd turn my corner and just be fucking collapsing. Uh, mm. Yeah, it was not fun. <laughs> But I, I honestly thought the entire time I'm like, Jesus Christ, I got to be turning a corner at some point. And the last thing I want to do is be like, oh, I'm good now. It's Friday. I feel fine. Jesus Christ. Like, I don't know. It sucked. But the con was amazing. J- Jeremy, uh, did you hear the rumor about butter? It's getting spread everywhere. It just this is your punishment for getting everyone stop. sick. It just doesn't stop. Well, yeah, whatever, whatever. Punishment. Yeah. Oh my god! Don't fucking start. I thought so much better of you until right now. Well, we never thought better of you. So. Um. Also, so to follow up on that, my kids just made me watch the next two episodes of The Mandalorian. I'm not going to spoil mm-hmm. anything other than to say, I'm not sure what the point of that show is anymore. Has anybody watched it uh, since the new I season? I, I only watched, watched the first episode. I haven't watched okay. anything the, sec- the new season. All right. 
Yeah. Well, anyway, on a side topic, um, my wife said I was a sex machine. Her exact words were a fucking tool, but, you know, you take what you get. Is this what we're going to do? Is this what this is, is, is going to be three solid hours of puns? I hope you're ready. <sighs> He's got to make up for lost puns. That's He's, true. There were so many episodes with no puns. Uh, speaking of episodes, you have no idea how many you're down. You're down a lot oh. of episodes. Yeah, we did some betting while we were yeah. at the con. We used your what? um we u- yeah. yeah, we used your episodes as as currency. It was the only currency we had available cuz Jeremy doesn't know how to use apps. Yeah. So what? now you're down a lot. Okay. We made some I didn't bad know this choices. Was... <laughs> uh let's just say the term double or nothing was used many times. But not by me. <laughs> that wasn't relevant at the time. No. At the t- there's only the, the, <laughs> the only time that matters is the time that I'm there. This makes no sense. It was just as as good of bets, honestly. They were. It was fine. I um, I was reading a horror book over the weekend, but it was written in Braille, so I'm not through it yet. But I can tell something bad's gonna happen. I can feel it. Nope. I'm just gonna log out. <laughs> I actually liked that last one. You didn't like that one? It was it was kind of long. Oh, okay. It had it had too much time to build for me to kind of like the the nine and a half hour drive home while coughing. Yeah. Well, I drove, so deal with it. Oh, okay. That's what you get. Uh, Aaron, next time I'm driving, right? Sure. All right. Uh, we got to have pizza. Oh man, it was so good. Pizza was good. I was so exhausted all weekend because I like you know. Kept getting four hours of sleep day after day after day. But uh, once we had pizza, I was ready to go. You're feeling it? I was going to say, yeah, you, no, had, got... you had your Lou Malnati's, right? Is that, what, is that the Yeah, one? I had a strong energy kick after Lou's. Mm-hmm. And, like, I had already had three full slices. And the first one was basically a quarter of a pizza. Yeah, I yeah, will. You, and, uh... you had a monstrous piece. <laughs> and uh, I look around, I'm like, does anybody want the last piece? And they're all like, no, it's yours. I'm like... I actually feel bad if I eat another piece and nobody else does, so I'm just going to not eat it, but I actually could still eat. I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, I uh, on Friday, when I was walking down the hallway around lunchtime, I was like, you know what? I'm not that upset that I'm not there playing games. Like, I'll get some games for time. I'll be okay. But man, I'd love a pizza right now. <laughs> yeah. Like that. That's the reason to go to Adepticon. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the only thing I regret is not being able to play with you guys that night because that's one of my favorite things is kind of get together with friends and just play games see people you don't usually play with. But when I crashed at nine o'clock, I certainly needed it. <laughs> I was done. I think I would have died. Oh, oh, I didn't realize. Parker, it's gonna be a bad day for you. What? How could it be we, a bad day lost, for me? <laughs> you lost a bet. Yep. Oh well, I mean that's <clears throat> that's like a running. That's just a normal. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's an average day, not a bad day. Wait, how did I lose Wednesday. the bet? How did I lose the bet? Mm-hmm. Um, well, Bishop doesn't come with Shadow Cat. Oh, she doesn't come with Shadow Yeah, he doesn't come with Shadow Cat. He you don't know that, with... though, do you? Maybe. Right? Come on, well, we don't, don't give actually, up. We don't yeah, don't we give don't up yet. No, they spoiled the boxes. They showed pictures of the boxes. Well, not pictures no. of the boxes. They said they come with... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did say, like, more or less. Shit. <clears throat> yeah, you're done. It's mm-hmm. going to be bad. To be fair, that was a really long shot. The fact that I got them on the same wave no, is pretty cool. I'm not yeah. mad. I'm not that mad. <laughs> That's like the fact that I got to play blackjack is not the same as winning. <laughs> mm, yeah. I'm just glad I got to go to the casino and play some blackjack. Did you yeah. win? 
No, I mean, I got to play. So that's winning, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, there were a lot of X-Men I had to get exactly right. And the fact they're coming out in the same wave is pretty cool. I'm mad. I'm not, fa- I'm not mad about that. It's cool. <laughs> X-Men have been struggling. But I want to, let's talk about that when we get to news. I have some things to talk about. I want to see something. Okay. Um, what was that restaurant we went to? The second one? The one that was Portillo's. like a train? Yeah, that's garbage. I don't want to eat there anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait. I, had I never been there with you? I don't know. Jeremy, I've never been there with you? God, that place I, is just terrible. <laughs> it's like... it's you like, like Portillo's. Oh. It, no, Portillo's is... It's goddamn carnival food inside. <laughs> oh. Exactly. It's terrible. <clears throat> yeah, I was not. I I was mad because I I had a flashback of the last time I went there, and I was like, yeah, I hated it last time. I was it, like, this like, is not a seven dollar thing of onion rings. I'm, I'm but, a man, goddamn adult. I'm a goddamn adult. I don't want to go to Chuck E. Cheese without the animatronic <laughs> like rat. I just, I just the, the, it's, it's like good Sonic. Oh no, it's oh, not. God. Sonic's way no, better. It is. Sonic is Sonic is I can, not better than I can way Sonic. Better. I can eat Sonic and not go into a flop sweat. <laughs> well, that's just because you die when you eat food. That's not my fault. Ugh, Jesus. <laughs> You're not supposed to have violent movements every time you eat. <laughs> what do you mean I'm talking about movement? Eating, eating at that place, I just have to hold perfectly still <laughs> or else it could come out. It's just <laughs> – I don't – I did not like that. Uh, I'm just going to say, for the record, you guys don't have very robust digestive systems. Oh See, God. I've built mine over decades of, like, careful, like, extensive exercise. If they – Drinking like, like three-day-old Taco Bell. If they would have made those tables out of, like, hardwood, <laughs> that grease would have just slowly caved them all in. Just, just slowly sopping <laughs> through the baskets. Oh, my God. That place was just... Uh, oh. They're like, yeah, you gotta go there. Okay. Yeah, I went once. Now, that's like the third time I've gone, and I'm still angry about it. I, I'm Every just time... glad... Oh, God. No, it's just... It, I'm just disappointed in myself, honestly. <laughs> I'm just glad I don't have. I'm just glad I don't have corrective lenses because I think it, when you walk in that place, the grease mist would just cause them to fog up in a <laughs> way I couldn't clear mist. off. <laughs> it smells. Like you, you walk in a freezer. Oh my god! It Ugh. smells like it smells like the inside of a canola bottle. It's just Ugh. something processed. You people are going to get hate mail for for dissing <laughs> on Portillos. I, I know. I know, I, I know people like Portillos. I don't think they do, actually. I just think it's a lifestyle. Yeah. It's a, it is a lifestyle. It's just a thing. Know. They're just like, that. I f- you ever been noodling? Well, that's what we do. We noodle. <laughs> I'm like, dude, that's n- you don't have to do that. Like, yeah. you, you can catch fish like normal people if you want. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, they can't. <laughs> oh, my God. If I want really, really shitty food in a in a terrifying atmosphere, mm-hmm, I'm gonna mm-hmm. go to Casa Bonita like a like a like a good goddamn American. I'm gonna go to Casa <laughs> Bonita. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy a man diving off of a waterfall. I'm gonna go into a cave made entirely of formica, and and I'm going to I'm going to. But enjoy which of their three arcades are you gonna go to? The, the one that has <laughs> the one that's only like a postage stamp where you can't fucking turn around. That's the one. I, that, that's my favorite. Was that when you went to like Colorado? You dropped in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's the only reason to go to Denver. Yeah, mm-hmm. that or away Chiefs games. Those are the only two reasons. Uh, we were passing through there on the way to. My, I brought my family and we were going to Rocky Mountains, and I was like, you know, we're we're passing within like twenty miles of Denver, and it's lunchtime. 
do you want to go to Casa Bonita? And my mom, and my wife was like, what's that? And I was like, you know what? Let's go to Casa Bonita. Yeah, <laughs> because like, like, I, I don't, don't want to spoil it. Yeah, I, I think I want you to just walk into this place and see what's up. And she goes, is this strip ball Casa Bonita? I go, yeah, pretty much the whole thing. Also, under the whole thing for stories. Let's go. Yeah, they dug out like five stories underneath a strip mall. We're like, this is fine. Yeah. It's like so they're weird. tunneling towards the center of the earth to build an amusement so park yeah. slash restaurant that serves okay-ish food. If you would have told me they dug too deep and there's like a ball rog on the last level, I'd be like, yep, that sounds right. Casablanca. Not only would you believe it, but you just assume it out of nowhere. Like just that's the base. The Serpent King. Dude, there. you go to go in and like, like we went through what felt like... Like 200 yards of like turnstiles. Cattle. Yeah, cattle turnstiles with like fucking metal railings. I was like, (laughs) I feel like we're about to be funneled to the gallows. And this is like a cover. Yeah. It was very weird. The, and we get, I'm like, you know how far we've walked? And I haven't seen anything that isn't turnstiles and cement walls. Mm-hmm. Like, where are we going? And then we turn, and it's like a combination of Little Italy and Six Flags. I didn't know what was happening. We were definitely getting on a roller coaster, right? Nope. We're yeah. getting some really shitty Mexican food. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. okay. It is definitely an experience. <laughs> yeah. But Caspadillas doesn't have anything on Portillo's as far as food goes. <laughs> The food is noticeably better. It is true. The Casabonita's uh, full, food robust menu of three items is beaten yeah. by we have, um, That is Yeah, true. where they fucking call it. We have sopapillas uh-huh. and then brown paste and white paste. These are your two <laughs> three foods. Please enjoy. Yeah. How it you... is also an all-you-can-eat restaurant, so just be aware. How do you feel about Portillo's, Aaron? I agree with the smart people in this cast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I appreciate your support. <laughs> you left that open. Too open to, to interpretation. Oh, I, I knew. I knew where that was going. <laughs> I see. I see what he did there. That. I will give you. It is just greasy ballpark food. But if you want greasy ballpark food, it's actually cheaper than greasy bar, ballpark food and better. I was going to say so that's the like kind of food you want to eat. Three times as expensive as ballpark. <laughs> You're like. I can't imagine paying $8 for a hot dog. Oh, yeah? Can you imagine paying $18 for a hot dog? Yeah, <laughs> like, please go to Royal no. Stadium. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Ugh. Uh, so the, the chili dogs are fine. They're not – I don't think they're anything to write home about. But people say that's the best thing they make. It's definitely not. Chili dogs are just okay. Uh, the burgers are legitimately decent. They're like diner burgers, which is actually hard to come by nowadays. And um, the pasta is actually legitimately decent. It's uh, like one step up from Fazoli's and like two steps down from Olive Garden. So if you want one of those things and you're in a hurry on a lunch break, it's a good place to go. Hmm. But yeah, would I eat at Portillo's every day? No. I don't want to eat there once a year. (laughs) I want to eat there once a week. I would walk to Lumanati's from Portillo's if you told me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but then you would die. <laughs> it's like because like, you have to walk back after eating loose. That's true. And you just like you just like dragging your stomach on the ground because oh, it's just hate, solid food. God, that hate, was so good I too. I can't believe we don't have one of those around here. Uh, I, I think, think they have one in Denver, actually. Anyway, <laughs> anything else you guys want to talk about before we get started? Hmm. Oh, uh, I, I'm in. I'm in season six of uh, My Hero. Oh yeah. And did you start the sub or did you figure it out? I I, I started the sub. 
and mm-hmm. basically it just means I have to I have to just have to watch it. Uh, I don't get to like put it on when something else is going on, which is fine because well I think don't worry because that won't be a problem for season six. What do you mean? Because uh, you'll basically be glued to the fucking that, screen. That's actually the thing is I actually feel a little bad because of how I've um, how I've you know when I'm doing dishes and stuff. So, you know sometimes I watch mm-hmm. shows, but that show is getting so every five minutes I should have you know looked at it um, or I missed something. I'm not I'm not I have not been disappointed by uh, uh, by season six. Um, I have. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who's who's still watching it, but I will say that I don't understand how the show has now gotten to the point where the, all of the protagonists are not in the show, and I still am deathly like there's still tons of tension. I am super interested, and for the first like I'm on, I think I'm on episode seven of season six, and I haven't mm-hmm. actually seen any of the protagonists or major antagonists yet. Yeah, it's all just side characters. And they've mm-hmm. built them all up so well, and there's so much tension building in the background. And you, I you am don't feel like you're missing anything. No, I am so yeah. invested. It's it's, it's a they really do good such show. a good job developing the side characters. Yeah, it's a very good show. You might even say to the point where they actually like do a poor job with the main characters. Like the main characters mm-hmm. of the show are actually kind of flat. Yeah, for a lot of the show. When you say main and side characters, are you talking about like tape hands? And bubble face or yeah. whatever candy, yeah. candy. Those are side characters. Those are also weird. Yeah. Tape tape elbows boy is definitely weird. I was like, that's a dude? Okay. So I play the My Hero card game, which is based in the Universus system, which is old UFS if you're familiar. Um, but somebody was making fun of the tape elbows guy at the store, and so I pulled out my my tape guy deck, whose name is Saro. I just beat the shit out of him with it. And I was like, ah, got you, motherfucker. He's like, fucking tape arms is annoying. Surprise, motherfucker. Yeah, it was yeah. funny. Respect I, the tape. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, uh, I like that the show doesn't throw away characters. Because that's actually something that happens a lot in uh, menagerie type television. Is they'll say like, look at all these cool guys in the background. And then they'll have like, ah, moment. And then they're gone forever, right? They don't. They never showcase them at all. They're just really cool characters. Um, and so you usually have to go to the, the, the source material to find backgrounds on all these characters because yeah. they just don't have enough time. But my hero is totally fine with spending five minutes on a, you know, a, a three degrees of separation type character. And that might mm-hmm. seem kind of inane and terrible, but it's all service to an important story that they're developing that's going to lead to something important. Like, it's not... They don't throw away any of the characters that are all special, and so what what it what it's done now by season six is every time a new character shows up, I'm interested. Like I'm ready. I'm ready to be to find out why this character is in and what he's going to do to you know move the story forward. And also, characters come back like fairly often. Mm-hmm. Like they'll just disappear. Yeah, they usually don't then, just throw people away. Right. They come. They they leave for a while and then they come back for a while, which simulates. You know, as, as much of reality. I I was telling my wife about the show, uh, the show, and I was like, I think you might actually really like this show because the, it is the first anime, one of the first animes I've seen that actually takes itself pretty seriously. Like it asks questions about like if you were in an alternate universe, and in this alternate universe everybody had superpowers, how would society and people actually react to that? If like eighty percent of people had superpowers, what would be the biological ramifications of that? What would be the sociological ramifications of that? What would be the psychological ramifications of that? And they actually bring up some of those points rather than just being 
there are superpowers. Watch how cool they are to animate, you know, which is mm-hmm. the, what a lot of shows do. Look at these superpowers. Uh, it, and one and the main character has more superpowers than everybody else, so they're stronger, and they fight the other bad guy who has more superpowers than anybody else. Like it, and that's it. That's the show. I think it's cool that this show. Um, it's not the only one, but this show asks some important questions about what it would do to a society. It also asks some hard sci-fi questions. My favorite hard sci-fi question that the the show asks is if this is like the I think it's like the seventh or eighth generation of heroes, the the, the young yeah. people it follows, um, and we know that hero powers can get passed down and combined together between like parents and stuff. Hmm. At a certain point, like you're getting, you're going to have people born with insane levels of power like the ability to manipulate matter and energy Hmm. in a way that would be extremely dangerous what happens when every child born after a certain date is like legion level powers from x-men right and you're just like uh that's bad yeah it's going to that's like really bad yeah it's going to be and so they call it like quirk like singularity uh, singularity doomsday which is what happens when which is like one of the plots of the show it's like what happens when Every single person has such complicated superpowers that they can't even control them. Yeah. Because it's just so many layers of different abilities piled on top of each other, interacting in crazy ways. Right. And then and the word singularity is something that they stole from actual hard science about like their singularity is like an event upon which we can't really expect or predict the results because it's getting to a concentrated point in which it's difficult to imagine what's going to happen next. Like there's AI singularities and there's matter and gravity singularities. These are things that we know of. We know they must exist, but we're not sure what happens afterwards because, or, or past them because they're too difficult to predict. And so in this case of the show, it's a powers singularity. Like what happens when you start power piling powers on people? Um, it's really cool. Like that's a really cool question to ask and incorporate into the show in a meaningful way. There's lots of things like that. It, it, it's the show is more provocative than I ever thought I would do watching an action quote unquote anime. Um, hmm. The other thing I watched the other day that was, it may be my favorite thing ever. And I did not know about it until I watched the episode is I watched the Thunder Gun Express, the episode of in season seven of always sunny. Oh, always sunny. I watched Thunder Gun Express and I, had no idea how much I could laugh at a show until I watched the Thunder Gun Express. Every time they say he hangs dong, I, mm-hmm. I just laughed so hard. I loved like what a small joke, what a tiny yeah. joke, but it's perfect because it like illuminates something about the way, like in, in modern society, like what different one differentiates one movie from another in so many times. It's like, you get to see a tit, you know, you get to see, a, you know, you get to see mm-hmm. a dong. Like that's something that people care about. And so every, t- mm-hmm. everywhere, every time they go somewhere and they, and, and the, the, by, the bystander finds out that they're going to go see Thunder Gun Express, they go, Oh, he hangs dong. <laughs> you go, we know we're going to go see it. <laughs> oh, and, uh, Max stealing, stealing the motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a shitty bike. <laughs> runs away <laughs> he, he, he drives it like seven feet into an intersection and runs away. uh oh frank stealing the boat and just yeah and uh i found out later in the podcast episode uh which wasn't about this one but it was about they had uh they had danny devito on there and they talked i didn't know this they just had frank tell stories about what he remembered in the show that was yeah. not the, the the boat was not scripted it was just they had two actors and a bunch of uh a bunch of uh, 
uh, extras. extras. And it was just the, the act, the, what if Danny DeVito's job was to remember things he remembered about his character. So in character, tell plots of the show from other episodes and seasons. And the other guy's name, the job was to translate it into Mandarin for the benefit of the other passengers on the boat. And everybody just acted, acted like you would act if you got told. Mm-hmm. He likes banging lots of whores. I love when he just turns around and goes, yeah, I like... I like banging whores. <laughs> like, just, like, what a wonderful thing to tell someone unbidden. <laughs> just like, like, like just in a fucking professional setting. <laughs> they don't even ask him, what do you like to do? He's just trying to fill dead space. He's supposed to be a tour guide. Yeah. <laughs> so, He's like, what's that building? He's like, I like banging it's whores. Brick. It's, it's, like, got, it's got lots of bricks. And this is the Schuylkill River, which is home to many mysterious aquatic creatures and several of the unsolved crimes in Philadelphia. <laughs> just, he's just trying to talk about things. Oh, <laughs> and he just drives it into a bank and jumps off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that and that wasn't. That was just one of the things. There's so many things in that episode. That was that, that, that was just one of the amazing. Oh, <coughs> when D and when <clears throat> D and uh, Charlie were in the sewer. I did not think I. Oh my god, they were in the sewer. I was just laughing. Oh, everything. And when they get to the movie theater, I God help me if I ever get in the movie theater with you guys because I'm definitely mm. going to yell some lines from that episode to you. I'm going to sit down five spaces away and just start yelling. Where's Dennis? We'll just, we'll just start yelling over each other until people move less than next to each other. <laughs> He goes, where's Dennis? He's getting a hand job. He had a hand job back there. He goes, he looks like, yeah, I am. <laughs> Just the, that. Like, <laughs> I was, it was, I couldn't stop. I just couldn't stop. Did you, did you like the ending of the episode? Oh, the ending was beautiful. Like it's perfect. Mm-hmm. What's my one phone call? And he dials 911 from inside. And the he calls station. it a bomb threat to the movie theater. <laughs> to ruin so their they night. can't watch it. <laughs> like everything. The whole time, like first second to last second was. Oh, it was it was it was absolutely well, uh, amazing. You'll be you'll be glad to know if you didn't already that uh, Thunder Gun returns. Oh, he so, does. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah, well, the movie franchise has sequels, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Also, Where, have ahead. you gotten to the Lethal Weapon stuff? No, the, the Thunder Gun Express okay. was the last episode I watched. Uh, I laughed so. Well, I don't I know so where it is exhausted. So I chronologically, decided. so I don't know if you had gotten to when no. the gang makes Lethal Weapon Five. No, I'm on I'm on season seven. Okay. Uh, episode that was a season seven episode eleven. All of the court shows and all of the movie shows are awesome. Mm-hmm. Like they they do stuff with TV shows and they do stuff in with like they have mock courts and go to court and all those are great. Anyway, though, uh, we should probably get started. Yeah. Uh, here we go. <clears throat> you know what happened to me at the at Adepticon? Actually, somebody I know pretty well. Not really. Someone I know that is a friend. A friend. Came up to me and told me something in confidence. And I said, oh, yeah, I could definitely help you with that. And they're like, good. I knew I could trust you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, me, like, captain of trustworthiness, like, as a joke. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, Brandon, the guy who's sincere and and genuine at all times. (laughs) You keep trying to lay it on. (laughs) And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, you do not know me at all. (laughs) 
<laughs> now, I am fairly trustworthy, but, like, I'm not genuine at any time. <laughs> it was just funny. I love how you're trying to be as sarcastic as possible, and he's just, like, yeah. agreeing dramatically with you. Of course! <laughs> oh my god, damn it. <laughs> I felt bad at one point. We were... I was in the middle of one of my games and uh, my buddy from St. Louis, um, Doug is just running around. Like he's not playing games this weekend, kind of, kind of doing the Brandon thing. Uh, not necessarily working, but just talking to friends, hanging out. Right. <laughs> and I'm in the middle of one of my tournament games. And if anybody who knows me, don't fucking interrupt me when I'm in the middle of a game. Like I can't, I can't do that. Well, he comes over. He doesn't have another gear. He's no, one like gear. I get derailed real easy. And he comes over in the middle of a game and is just kind of like all chippy, you know, chipper and like, hey, what's up, man? What's going on? What are you doing? Hey, what time are we going to meet tonight? I'm like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, I'm I, I'm in the middle of this thing. And he just kept, you know, like bubbly and whatnot. And I'm just like, dude, just I, he's like, I'll come back later. Like, I was like, Fuck off and die. God damn, dude. I felt kind of bad because I wasn't like, hey, man, good to see you all. I'm like, dude, I, I about, oh, that was a trip. I'm like, some of us are working over here, man. I'm trying to work towards this draw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. What's the next thing? Are, we, are you guys considered going to NashCon? Uh, I am. Isn't that the one that's, didn't we talk about that? Nashville. No, I'm saying, it, is that the end of August? Um, yeah, yeah, I can't do that. I'm out. Tickets go Aaron, on sale at midnight on Friday. Yeah, when I'll be out of town. Damn it! I have to set an alarm or something. I need to talk to Tim because Tim said he was interested in going too. Um, I wouldn't mind going, but honestly, I would like to maybe also save some money. I don't know. I never been to NashCon before, and if it's that like expensive, I probably won't bother. But if it's cheap i might go i don't know i need to talk to people about it okay i'm pretty sure you can get a refund up till some date if you just want to get a con ticket or you you get you get the tournament ticket rather you don't Mm -hmm. need a con ticket for it yeah i think it's said in the description it comes with a con ticket yep (laughs) what else we have coming up so we have the team thing in two weeks and then Mm -hmm. what's after that is there anything oh Um, our local one the big turn big thing right yeah, there's the team tournament um, the 8th of April. And then there's, um, I always forget the name, Show Me Showdown uh, in July. Oh, hold on, let's go back. 6th of May is LVOS Qualifier at Geekery. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, son of a bitch. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. 27th of May is an LVOS Qualifier in Iowa. I yep. would like to attend all of those. Then you <laughs> get to Show Me Showdown on the 15th. May six. May 6th is our qualifier mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Don't we have two this year? Or is it yeah. just... Uh, yes. The other, the other one's, one's in the fall. Two September. And then Show Me Showdown's one as well, right? Yep. So There's we three have... in Kansas City. Okay. Lone Star Open, mid-July, NashCon, late August. Speaking of, if anybody's interested in going to Show Me Showdown, tickets are available. You should get your ticket before it sells out. Oh, they it's are? It's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah they're I, available. I don't know if I bought mine yet, actually. I'll go double check. Maybe I did. I think I maybe did. When did they go on sale? Was it a while ago? Well, I will say right now that we have 11 teams registered for our local team tournament. And I imagine pretty much most of those teams will register for the 
show me tournament, which is 30 something people. So I think it's gonna be a good time. Oh, I know people are going to be there. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, I, put, I think DeLuca and England are both come. Both the Englands are coming. I like that space that show me's in. It's a nice space. Uh, I think it's in a new space this year. Is it? It's an in independence. Oh, it was at the it airport is. last year. Huh. I have heard that it is also a good space. I don't know then. Yeah, it's different. Okay. I think we're all pretty much horsed out because we've been talking for two hours and mm-hmm. our throats hurt. Our, uh, uh, good. I, I was just going to say, I will say, I think after playing those games and, you know, doing LVO and all that, I, I think Marvel's in a fucking fantastic place. Uh, there's so many good lists and different things and models and whatnot. Like, I think it's in a great space. I mean, that was the opposite of what you said when we got to Adepticon. What do you mean? You were like, oh man, the, the meta is in such a bad place. We got like Thanos and Malekith and like. No, but all just... of those things exist. And I always, yeah. I don't mind a game that has a boogeyman or two. Mm. I don't mind it. Someone has to be the best. And yeah. it, I mean, if you don't plan for it and you're like, fuck it, I'm going to dodge or I'm just going to get angry, that's your fault. Like, the boogeyman always exists in almost every one of these fucking games. So. If you want to play your friends and you decide you're not playing more than five point models, then you're going to have a great time. Do it. Go ahead. But if you want to land in, you know, the ocean of models that's available, you're going to run into some nasty shit. Like, this is how it is. And I think there's plenty of it. Like, there's plenty of stuff that's pretty crazy and pretty (laughs) out there. And that's cool. That's fine. I don't know. I I really enjoyed all the different things. And... Even the new players, again, punch giant holes in me and Aaron's list right off the bat for no reason at all. Like, it's just Marvel. Like, I'm going to point at those things, and then they're going to go away. And you're like, oh, my God. that That's pretty fun at times. I mean, yeah, I like where it's at. I just want to play more games. I mean, we played a bunch of games. I want to play even more games. So, yeah. Do you want to uh, talk up WTC in the next cast? Yeah. Are you guys going to be there tomorrow? Or are you guys taking a day off because you're sick of sick? I'll uh, be there. I'll be there. Are you going to be there? Me? I've got yeah, two Blood Bowl games. Uh, Parker, you are? Okay. Unlikely. I just well, then I'll be there. <laughs> right now, I have a after-school event. I do, too. It's called Marvel Crisis. My kids nice. are diving into the band stuff, so I'm about to kill myself. <laughs> what? The, the school has given them information oh, on band. instruments. I thought you were... Yeah, I thought you were saying and... that like they played Marvel and they wanted to play like Drop Off. I was like no, so confused. No, 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 not bandless. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, okay, they've banned. been introduced to being banned students, and I'm not cool with it. I, I feel like I feel like it's like the school showed them an R movie while they're like you know ten year old, and I have to go up to the school and be like, "What the fuck is going on? Who who told my kids this was available to them?" Wait list, I'm telling you. Just tell them they're they're on they're the on wait list. list. On a wait list. As soon as something gets available, you'll be right in. Mm-hmm. And then like the teacher tells them there was an opening. He's like, "Oh, somebody was ahead of you on the wait list." And I'll tell all the teachers and stuff. I'll be like, "Look, we are so poor. We just can't. There's no way for us to swing it. We don't want to." No, because then they'll try and help you. They'll like, "Oh, that's say true." We uh, say you have a payment plan. Like, I don't want a payment plan. Why do you <laughs> stop talking to my fucking kids? We all pulled our money together and we got you these instruments. Yeah, Uh-oh. at 80% of base price. So you saved like $600. You're yeah. like, wait, that was 20%? Wait, what? Yeah. 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 
All right, well, let's go ahead and wrap this uh, and then uh, talk about something else. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Hopefully you had a good time. We had a good time recording it. Uh, Goodbye, everybody. Bye. And Aaron. And you just... God damn it. Oh, no. (laughs) Fucking no, no, dude. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. (laughs) And you... Hey, shut up. Shut up. (laughs) And you've just listened to Tales from the Con. I was so focused on not typing while people were talking, I wasn't listening to anything you said. Don't worry, though. I'll just go through and delete what I was saying, and so it'll sound like you were just talking and nobody interrupted you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll just cut his whole section out, actually, just to make sure. Just to be certain. I'll just delete his audio track, actually. <laughs> and Jeremy. And <laughs> this is Ben. <laughs> it was like Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> just talk directly uh, over him yeah. uh. I honestly wasn't paying attention at all to what any of you were saying so I was like that sounded like three <laughs> I just started talking oh lord well that was fun <laughs> sorry Aaron oh no worries yeah don't worry I'll, I'll edit it it'll sound good Probably be better if it didn't. Maybe. But then people would think I was bad at this. (laughs) That guy's a jerk. I'm not a good person.